Holman, I think that this particular episode of the Truck Show Podcast is all about adrenaline junkies, would you say? Inspiring your adrenal glands to uh, excrete stuff. <laughs> sounds gr- that's not at all what I meant. Oh. it's gro- That sounds gross. I mean, I realize that that is where your adrenaline emanates from, uh-huh. but I don't think, I don't. I guess glands is kind of a, a grody term. Is it? Gro- it's grody. <laughs> it's grody, yes. It's almost as grody as you using that grody? term grody. Yeah. yeah. Listen, we, we, we've got... Uh, our, our new friend, Matt Rice from DNR Auto, mm-hmm. who uh, ha- likes to chase the adrenaline with his builds, and uh, he got, I guess, uh, landed on some new Discovery show that looks to be pretty cool, so we'll he talk to him. He was selected to do bizarre things with his bizarre truck. Okay, all right, I like that. And then we'll, On a bizarre uh, show. Then we'll check in with uh, Christian Hazel from uh, from Four Wheeler and Peterson's Four Wheeler Off-Road and uh, talk about Ultimate Adventure, which is probably got to be one of the most... Uh, Ultimate ways to uh, pump up your adrenaline. You're basically going cross country, and you have no idea where you're going. You just know that along the way are giant four wheeling obstacles that you have to get through. You don't even know where it starts. Well, you know where it starts because you have to go there. Well, but right before, it's yeah. like it's going to like a it's rave. Like show up in this parking lot, like and a '90s rave where you go. Yeah. You go to the record store, then they give you like a ticket, and it's right. like, and it's got a phone a number, phone booth, and, and then, then you, you get the call the, at midnight, yeah. and it's a recording. And then you and find just, out that all the all the loser kids went to the phone party, and the rest of them went <laughs> to the rave. Yeah, no. It's really the ultimate adventure. I don't know how else to describe it. Well, I do. I would describe it as an adventure that lightning will never go on. Well, I went on my own ultimate adventure this uh, this past weekend. And so did I. If you were following me at LBC Lightning- I wasn't. On socials, I know you weren't, you'd notice that no, I- that was a trick question because I actually liked your post, so I was following you. Okay. All right. Yes, I did see that you, you did like uh-huh. my, my post. So I went up to go visit- our friend Ben Palmer at 406 Garage in yeah. Bend, Oregon. I went up there with a vehicle, and I came home without a vehicle, which uh-huh. is yeah, because Ben, as you know, collects vehicles. But this one- So you're down two vehicles in the last month. Yes. Guys, I am happy to announce, for your sakes, yep. more than mine because I miss uh-huh. it, I no longer am the owner of a 2005 Mini Cooper S. Ben's 13-year-old son, Nathan, has been jonesing for some time, I guess since he was uh, uh, a lad, a sperm. Yeah. That, that seems awfully <laughs> long I, ago for him to, it, early in his development, to want a mini. So I, I found out that he was, I think, he was inspired to, to want minis because there is a kind of a mini culture up there, which we discovered. We went out to a, a bar one night. And there was like eight minis all lined up. And I'm like, what is happening in Bend, Oregon with minis right now? But so uh, I'm really excited because Ben, um, Ben has been on the show before, 406 Garage. He's the guy that collects, um, that rescues, restores, and resells. Internationals. Internationals, yes. And by the way, on next episode, we're going to do a Know Your Note where we go through his collection, and it's all going to be Holman trying to guess these note, these exhaust notes. Which I will fail at. Uh, so Miserably. You, you, there are at least two that I think you'll get. Mm. But out of the 11, nine you'll fail. Okay. But it'll be fun. So anyway, I go up there, and, and uh, Ben's kid shells out the money, and they're super awesome, really cool house, really cool people. And uh, and I'm excited because it's going to be a father-son project over the next couple of years because he's got three years before he can drive the dang thing. But uh, I'm super stoked. It's going to a good house, good family, good people. And uh, and now it's going to force me to get a truck because now I'm back to borrowing one at banks. Well, it's I have not no... going to force you to get a truck. It you'll will. get some slammed car no. because you'll see it. You go, oh, I'm going to go get that. Well, 
I do really want a slammed car, but I'm not going to get you one. You have a slammed car. I want another one, but I'm not going to get one. Uh, mark my words, I'm not going to get another one. I'm on Car Gurus I don't every night you. looking at them. Well, I mean, just get to. I mean, what do we want to tell you? I'm not going to get one. Your uh, your money's no good here, sir. <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's that's the good news. Is that Minnie's gone? No more mini jokes. You can make mini jokes. You can you can point them at me, but they'll just fall flat. Uh, they won't because you will forever be associated with that. You think so? Yes. Okay. All right. Not even a little bit, but a lot. <laughs> but a lot. All right. Bring it on. It's okay. Anyway, Lightning Home and Truck Show podcast. It is episode 189. Wait a minute. We're not going to talk about my epic adventure? What was We're your only epic talking adventure? about yours? What did you do? Oh, no. Don't worry about it. Just involves our sponsor. Oh, my gosh. You took the whole family in a Nissan Pathfinder. Jeez. A 22 Nissan, Nissan Pathfinder. Yeah, I'm going to uh, give a shout out to Nissan for uh, allowing me to borrow the new 22 uh, three-row Nissan Pathfinder. Uh, I went with my wife, her sister, her sister's boyfriend, our three-year-old, and my mother-in-law. Yeah, that's 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 hell. We were uh, we were filled to the gills, if you were, and went on a, a little weekender uh, family road trip. I saw some Instagram action where there wasn't uh, that is a roomy vehicle, a, a a more luxurious vehicle than you're known for uh, owning, but. There, you packed it. It was uh, it was definitely packed. But I, I will say that we used all three rows. Why was your mother-in-law sitting co-pilot? Uh, because my wife and uh, her sister were all the way in the back. Uh-huh. You've got plenty to talk about with mom-in-law? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we have a good relationship. We uh, share the uh, same music. Oh, sure you do. And, she, well, uh, stop, stop. She's into 90s ska. Yeah, yeah, amazing, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. So, uh, She's not into ska. I, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So we got- She's so, like, oh, Sean, play some more pa- Big Bad Voodoo listen, Daddies. packed all the way down. <laughs> that thing got over 24 miles per gallon in real-world driving. This is the 22 Pathfinder. Yeah, and it was cool because the second row cap sensors, the way they, uh, they, they both slide, right, and they fold- but they flip forward without adjusting the seat back for you to access the rear, which is really nice. Oh, that is cool. Uh, but it had plenty of room for everybody. We uh, we packed everybody in. We went to the Sequoias. We saw a big uh, Redwood, and we uh, went home. So I will share with you guys my epic dad fail, because anybody who's a dad, you've done this, where you've said something to your kid in jest, and then moments after, karma kicks you right in the nuts and makes something happen that will forever scar your child. Is that what you uh, called one of your kids fat? Nope. Because that'll happen. Is that what you did to your kids? I uh, no, I I didn't. Oh, you know what's funny is my boss called me fat yesterday. I'm okay. Are you still scarred? I, that one I was <laughs> I was surprised. Oh, okay. I was surprised. I'm like, hmm. I mean, I, I must. I need to diet. So it was his birthday, and we were having cake, and I made uh-huh. a joke. I made an off joke, and I go, "You should have a birthday every day." As I'm eating cake, and uh-huh. he goes, "You don't need any more." I'm well, like, ouch. He's, he's ouch. Not wrong. <laughs> ouch. Not wrong. All right, so we're at our house, and we're right along this river, but because of the drought and everything, the river was dry, and uh, there's a fire nearby, so all the wildlife was coming down. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a song. And my right uh, my sister-in-law sits in the hammock that's out on this, there's like a three-tiered backyard. There's a tier by the river with grass. There's a second tier that has like a little uh, landing area that had a hammock, and then there's the top tier, which is where the house and the deck were. And as she's sitting there, a brown bear walks about 10 feet from her. Oh, I saw those photos. And she freaks out and like, bear! right? So I jump up. I'm like, cool, bear, right? So get a bunch of photos and sh- chase them off. Bear, get out of here. And bear just kind of looks at me and does his thing. So I'm up on the deck with my three-year-old, and she says, where'd the bear go? I said, well, he probably went home for dinner. 
what do bears eat? Said, well, sometimes naughty little girls, because she was sort of being a, a, a three-year-old, a three-nager, as my wife likes to call her. And so um, she says, but I don't want to get eaten. I go, well, then you have to be good. So as I drank the last drop out of my Dr. Pepper, we walked over to the trash cans, and I flipped open the lid. And as I flipped open the lid, right on the other side of the plastic trash cans, the bear jumps up no. and goes, and then like runs out, and no. my little girl goes, Bear! <laughs> and then I'm, I grab her up my arm, and I step back, and he's looking at me. I'm looking at him, so what do I do? I take pictures, you're, right? You're how far away at this point? Seven feet. Oh, my God. And my daughter- How big is this bear? The bear, it's probably the 300 pounds, 350. Also a smallish Smallish, bear. yeah. It's a bear, dude. It's like, I mean, oh, well, I'm not worried. That's a small you, one. You saw the guy that the bear clawed and took his face off? Yeah, well, that's like not his good. entire face No, off. so I wasn't going to get that close. Anyway, so the bear's looking at me, and so I take some pictures of it. So I think they're on my Instagram, but um, I shoo him off again. And my daughter looks at me and says, is he going to eat me? <laughs> and I was like, oh, man. So I think she thought I was taking her to the bear to be eaten. Oh, really? Yeah. Bad. That's awesome. Bad dad fail right there. <laughs> no, that's not a fail. Horrible. That's freaking great. She's going to remember that forever. Horrible dad that fail. That is a scar that cannot be removed with any surgery. <laughs> so, uh, no, she seemed to be fine. She was asking to see the bear the next day. Is he coming back? I want to see him again. Oh, okay. Uh, but, man, off our deck, we saw coyotes, bobcats, deer, bear. Yeah, it was like the you know wild animal park back there. It was pretty cool. So we stayed up in the little uh, town of... Three Rivers, California, which I know is out not too far from a lot of our uh, our listeners are out there in Visalia and just north of Bakersfield, south of Fresno area, and uh, it was it was cool. It's a nice little getaway. So anyway, just want to shout out to were, uh, Nissan. Were, were you also covered in smoke? Because yep. uh, oh my god, yep, smoke was bad. So if you guys are you wouldn't know this if you're not from Southern California, but like so I, I drove all the way up to Ben's house in in Bend, Oregon. You went through uh, a lot of fire area. I, oh, I went through from from Sacramento, California, all the way north. 70 miles south of Bend, Oregon. So it was all smoke. I never saw any blue sky until uh, just followed the, just after like like Shasta, somewhere up there, started to get clear and finally got in Oregon and then it just barely cleared up over his house. It's just awful. And now I brought it home with me because our skies have been smoky just from the fires up in the Sequoias, which are, you know, several hundred miles north of us. So it's been, it's been, uh, Crazy fire season out here out west. Hopefully they get it under control. And so shout out to all the uh, all the firemen. But I definitely want to thank Nissan for hooking the family up with the Pathfinder for the uh, for the weekend. And uh, the uh, the new design super cool. Looks like the Armada has got the same similar front end. It's good looking vehicle. Dude, it's right on the homepage yeah. of NissanUSA.com. Ours was fully loaded for fifty grand. So you know, considering everything you get out of that, it had the uh, Nissan Safety Shield three hundred and sixty and the steering assist where you could throw it on cruise control and it would lane keep for you as long as your hand was on the wheel it would steer and brake and do all that that's kind of cool any idea if they're selling for MSRP or are they going to be way over like every other vehicle right now no I think you can, uh, they're just uh, kind of trickling out because uh, they haven't been on sale for more than a couple months so uh, I saw a few at the uh, Nissan dealership so if you're in the the market I know we normally say for a half ton or a mid-sized truck but if you need a family hauler, definitely go check out the Pathfinder. It was really, uh, really impressed. It's got the uh, same nine-speed uh, transmission out of the uh, the Frontier. And it's got, uh, you know, uh, I think it's 283-horsepower V6, plenty peppy. And, again, really good fuel economy and it just was a, a great uh, great ride. So uh, if you're in the market for that or you need a half-ton truck, head over and check out the Nissan Titan or uh, Titan XD, uh, industry's best warranty, five-year, 100,000 miles, and, of course, the Nissan Frontier. And by the time you uh, are listening to this, you should be just days away from being able to check them out in person at your local dealer. Uh, so, funny story. 
I know you're not going to believe me. Back-to-back funny stories? Back-to-back funny stories. Is this going to be better than feeding your daughter to a bear? No, it's going to be less good, but but still good. Okay. Well, I uh, had to give my uh, borrowed battery back to my uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, hey, I'm going to the ranch. Can I have that battery that I sent home with you in the GPW? And it's like, wait a minute. Oh. He gave, hold on. He gave you an entire Jeep? Yeah. And yet he wants the battery back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was one of his ranch batteries. So what? anyway, so I had to go pick one up. So I went to my local AutoZone, picked up a Duralast Gold battery, and now, I Now, got... what's the guy behind the counter? Did he say hi? Uh, no, he was working that day. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah Manny? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's funny, though, is uh, I have this really open battery tray that can fit almost anything, because I'm thinking, oh, what battery do I get? Mm-hmm. I could do a Group 25, a Group 24. I saw it as uh, big enough to put like a big igloo cooler in. You know, I put a, uh, a Group uh, 34 in it, and it had 800 cold cranking amps. So like a beast, a beast of a battery. Fits under the hood, no problem. Put that sucker in there, dude, <laughs> fired right up. Yeah, I've never expect, heard it fire up. So, so, dude, it was there was no hesitation. Like when Christian came over, uh-huh. I go, "Hey, watch this," and it was like half a crank, and it was starting running. Right, right, right. I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> new battery," because it is the worst when they go raw, raw, raw. Well, that's and then how you it put was that new beginning. battery, and it's like, raw, raw, raw. Oh, oh, dude, it, it was yeah. awesome. So uh, anyway, also uh, that's partially because of my uh, Duralast starter. So. And I bought them myself, okay? So this isn't a paid endorsement other well, than- Well, it is well, a paid endorsement. Yeah, they're a sponsor. But this is you really but buying- this is me actually yeah. being a customer. Anyway, if you need a starter or an alternator or a battery, head over to uh, your local AutoZone or DuralastParts.com. Duralast starters and alternators are remanufactured by Tier 1 or OE manufacturers for OE or better performance levels. And all wear components are replaced with new as well as new sub-assemblies wherever the uh, originals no longer meet OE performance levels. And I also got a Duralast Gold battery, and on the batteries, uh, they have a really good deal with core charge. I think you get like 20 bucks or something like that. So I got a, a big old battery for, I think it's 180 bucks or something like that. I okay. mean, pretty good deal. Three-year warranty. Oh, that's important. So if you need a battery, go check out uh, the batteries of Red Duralast. And hey, uh, did you order the Bilstein shocks for the GPW yet? Not yet. Okay, which ones are you going to get? Uh, well, I, do you want the part number? They're the CJ5 zero to one inch lift. Of I don't need the part B8 number. Dash. No. Um, I've got a bunch of issues I got to sort out first. So I, I measured. So my problem is, is that on. So the, you know the overall length and the throw, right? Yeah, I know the overall compressed length and extended length, and I can get really close within like half an inch of what I need it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going from uh, ten inches of compressed length in the front to 12 inches because that way I won't be hitting my starter with my front drive shaft. That's what she said. I don't believe that that's what she said. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think so. No. Mm. But once I get my Devers and the Bilsteins, which yep. is, again, that's the same setup I had on my old CJ3A, uh, uh, I can't wait because it was, that was, they rode great. They were great off-road. They just worked awesome together. So, so I'm looking forward to replicating that same uh, suspension setup with the GPW. I think it's going to be pretty cool. Now, if you don't have a GPW, which means it's the you're the you're part of the ninety nine point nine 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 percent of our audience. How dare you? Uh, Bill Stein does have an application for you because I think they have applications for everything, almost, <laughs> almost everything on the road. So go to BillStein.com to find your application. They have their entire catalog posted up there for you to peruse. And in fact, you can find Bill Steins from the factory on Nissan Titans, Frontiers, Ram TRX, and the new Ford Bronco. When manufacturers want the best, they choose Bill Stein, and you should too. And if you're looking for uh, control arms, they now have Toyota Tacoma upper control arm applications for those uh, IFS setups, which are pretty bitchin'. And the uh, new Direct Fit 8100 smooth body and bypass shocks also available for the Wrangler JL and the Gladiator JT, all at BillStein.com. 
And then we've got a, a new uh, new company joining us for a few episodes. Say it isn't so. Yeah, we've got our friends over at uh, DZ. So uh, DZ Manufacturing. Wait, is that the the D E E Z E that DZ? Yeah, DZ's been manufacturing truck and SUV accessories in Central Iowa since 1977. So uh, if you're looking for uh, products for your truck or SUV, toolboxes, transfer tanks, sidesteps, truck bed protection, weekend ready overlanding products, roof racks, Jeep accessories, just to name a few, you want to go to uh, see their full product lineup at DZ.com. That's D-E-E-Z-E-E.com. And they also launched their products first on social, so at DZMFG, so D-E-E-Z-E-E-M-F-G. And uh, you may remember DZ from 20 years ago. If you haven't checked out DZ's parts lately, go check them out because they have some really killer rack systems. They have some really cool overlanding gear. Like, I remember dude. being blown away by their booth at SEMA going, yeah. I didn't you had no know idea. they made all this stuff. Yeah. yeah. And no cheap imported parts. These guys have been making product right here in the United States, again, in central Iowa since 1977. So get your made in the USA DZ parts on at DZ.com. All right, boys and girls, gather around the campfires. Are you an old-timey miner? I don't know. I guess so. Let me try to get All right, boys and girls, it's time to gather around the giant movie screen. No, it wouldn't be a movie screen. It would be a uh, moving picture. No, no, it's the big. All right, gather around, boys and girls. It's time to gather around the radio because it's time to start the podcast. No? 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 The radio? There's no radio in this podcast. I got it. I got it. Okay. All right. Boys and girls, it's time to check out the talkie. No, not, <laughs> no. no. Hold on, hold on. Maybe I can do it better. Okay, you try it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather around the stage where you're going to see two knuckleheads who are determined to waste two hours of your day. Come on out, boys. Let's start the show. The Truck Show. We're going to show you what we know. We're going to answer what the truck truck rides with the truck show we have the lifted we have the lowered and everything in between we'll talk about trucks that run on diesel and the ones that run on gasoline the truck show the truck show the truck show it's the truck show with your hosts lightning and holman that's us unfortunately yeah for you and your ear holes. <laughs> your ear holes? Your ear holes are going to be hurting after this one. Not your eardrums. By the way, we had like 60% more downloads last week than we normally do. Well, what happened? Do you attribute that to the traffic? Because, man, in LA, it was awful. Well, I traffic think school is- started and maybe mom and dad are back in the car listening to us or something. I don't know what's up, but thank you guys. Yeah, we appreciate it. Keep it going. It. We, yeah, yeah, we need that. So it's clear that we have more of you listening on this particular episode. So uh, We hope so. I mean, awesome. if, if last week was any indication, you all came out of the woodwork. Hopefully, I mean, the data says so. Hopefully, you've all been dormant and you've got like 50 to catch up on. That would really help. Absolutely. And if you don't, go back and listen to the ones you uh, listened to already. Just hey, for and, fun. and if it's been a while since you've heard us, we are way better now. I mean, it's all oh, so, so much better. Uh, oh my god, we're informative oh, and funny. You know what we should do? We should have uh, an endorsement of uh, some of our guests just telling them how good we are. Like uh, old timey uh, John back there. <laughs> hold on, let me get him. Hey, hey, John, open the hey, door. Hey, let hold, him in. Hold, 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 hold. All right. Yeah. Come on in. Uh, can, hey, John, can you give uh, 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 the show an endorsement so new listeners, people that have maybe missed a few, uh, can get up to speed? They understand why they should like this episode. Well, you guys are so much better that I actually prefer this show over dysentery. <laughs> How would you compare it to shingles? 
Well, it's uh, how bad are the shingles? I mean, it prickly. They hurt. If I got to afford water uh, with my uh, covered wagon and oxen, mm-hmm. uh, can, do I have to dismantle the wagon and turn it into a boat first? What do you? What? Uh, yes, a boat. What? <laughs> this show's better than that. Okay, good. All right, get out, John. All right, bye. I mean, oh, no. hey, 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 get out of here. All right. Yeah, stupid old miners. Why I, do we have miners on the show? I, I think wait, I think he's a farmer. He's a miner. Yeah, he's a miner. He's old timey miner. Oh, I see. I got you. Yeah, yeah. We should probably stop what we're doing now and get into uh, a legitimate guest and, and dial up Matt Rice from uh, Getaway Driver on Discovery. Yeah. Will he make us not suck? No, nothing can help that. Well, I'll hit dial anyway. Hello, is this uh, Matt Rice of Getaway Driver fame and DNR Auto? That would be me. What's going on, guys? <laughs> What's going on, man? It's Lightning and Holman Truck Show Podcast. How you doing? Oh, man, I'm doing well. I, uh, you know, just came off a big night last night to premiere the show, and um you know, still stupid excited. I haven't got much sleep yet, but excited to be talking to you guys. We're, I, well, I, first of all, I don't know why you're excited to be talking to us. That seems really, uh, really strange. It, it proves <laughs> that he doesn't know enough about us. Uh, absolutely. We don't know. The, the new show is called Getaway Driver, and it's sort of like uh, Fast and Furious meets Grand Theft Auto. It's a 60-acre uh, a compound where you have to take your vehicle and outrun pursuit drivers. So, Matt, we don't know if uh, it was a if this is going to be a truck tail or a truck fail. So hold on, right now we've got an intro for you. Truck tails, truck tails and fails. Truck tails, truck tails, truck tails and fails. Are you still working on that old truck, man? You'll never finish it, you stupid schmuck. Oh yes, I will. I'll get her up and running, and then I'll cruise by and I'll come a revving. So come on. Hear what it took to build this truck. Well, the truck is done in all its glory. Come on, sit down, I'll tell you the story. Truck tales and fails. All right, well, <laughs> listening to that, it's a little Absolutely embarrassing. That was the, uh, <laughs> our, you're our inaugural uh, guest with that intro, just so you know. That's perfect. How long um, is the bet on this thing? Go, it's still going. Oh, it just ended. There it is. All right, there you go. Okay. All right, now we can actually get into the interview. All right, so we've got uh, Matt Rice from DNR Auto, who is uh, part of a new show on Discovery called Getaway Driver. And like we said, it's uh, co-hosted by Michelle Rodriguez. And it's like a real-life uh, Grand Theft Auto. you got to uh, take your truck and, and get through it. Now, you built some weird-ass truck that is like part 55 Dodge on an S10 chassis, which right there is wrong. And then <laughs> we have no idea. I, I It just debuted yesterday. I was traveling, haven't had a chance to watch. I don't know what the outcome of this is. Do we... Do we let you uh, tell us, or do you just tease it so people go look for the show? Well, I think you should tease it, but I also want to get the backstory on how you came, how you built the Brooklyn Dodger, which is what this '55 Dodge is now known as. So, it's a it's a wild story because the outcome of the truck actually isn't determined yet, and we'll we'll get into that a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, what ended up happening uh, was I, I was given this opportunity. You know, these folks reached out. Um, I do a lot of drag racing, you know, street racing. I travel the country. I flag events. I do, I do all kinds of stuff, you know, social media, everything. And um, the opportunity to do this show, <clears throat> excuse me, came up. And I was talking with my buddies. And believe it or not, I had purchased like a 99 Mustang. It was like a five-speed. It was a total piece of crap. But I knew that 
what we were doing, there was a high likelihood that it would get destroyed. So I didn't want to bring my drag car. And if anybody has seen any of the other episodes, like a lot of people brought their prized possessions and that was a really, really bad idea for obvious reasons. <laughs> so what ended up happening is this truck, uh, my buddies run a shop, DNS fabricators, they do all kinds of you know crazy builds and everything. And that truck was the porch truck to a good one. So that was all the sh- leftover parts that nobody wanted. And my buddy Dwayne had it at his house. It was going to go to the scrapyard. So I had told him, you know, even probably a month or so before this, when the, the conversation came up about the truck, I was like, I'm going to buy it because he was going to sell it to me dirt cheap. And I knew that I could sit it in my front yard and double my money. So, uh, you know, it was an awesome truck. And I just knew that I was going to, you know, own it and do something with it one day, whatever. And then me and my buddy started sitting around and talking about it. And I was like, you know, this is, this is really a good opportunity. You know, I've worked a long time to, to be given an opportunity like this, to be on television and, and do something wild. And probably I would definitely say one of the most fun things I've ever done. And I really started second guessing my decision about the Mustang. And I was like, you know, I was talking to my buddy, Justin, and I was like, you know, how cool would it be if we took that parts truck and we put it on some kind of chassis or something and, and just did something really wild, but it had a lot of fun and took that to the show instead. I think it would just fit my personality better. It would make a much better statement. And then that way, regardless of what happens on the show, I can at least say I brought the coolest vehicle to the show. Matt, how much time did you have to build said vehicle? So at this point, that was in like, I think that was after Christmas. We had this conversation after Christmas. And at that point, they had slated to pick the vehicle up from me like the second second or third week of January. At that point, we were only looking at like, you know, two and a half weeks or something anyway. <laughs> so, so are you already at this point a Truck Show podcast listener? And as part of it, you said, you know what? If I build a truck, those guys will have me on. I don't. No, I don't think so. No, <laughs> no? you don't think. Okay, I don't think that's. What no, happened, no, unfortunately, that's not the way it worked out. Um, it's just I'm. It's my style, you know. Uh, maybe not necessarily, you know, trucks in general. I've, you know, like any good car guy, I've owned probably 50, 60 vehicles. I'm 31 years old, you know, and I can't even name off everything I've ever owned. So, uh, it just it fit my personality really well, and at that point. You know, like I said, we, we had approximately about two weeks, we were thinking. And then it was like the conversation went from, is it cool to is it possible? And that's when things got really interesting. We went from having that conversation and I was like, OK, well, let's find a chassis. Let, let me see if this is even doable. I called up another buddy. He happened to have an 87 S10 extended cab that had a 350 motor 350 trains already in it they probably weren't any good but they were already there and he was willing to trade me a set of turbos i had and give me cash so all right well that right there is sounds like a a good uh yeah he jumped off point yep right so at that point i'm like okay so you know after looking around this all went down within like 24 hours and uh, within about 24 hours, I had had that truck that was literally buried in a field. We loaded it onto a trailer with a forklift and um, had it up at their house. And I was like, okay, so we have a truck. The question is, can we do this now? And then we start looking around like I've got an old 350 trains sitting in the garage. Uh, the motor turns over so we know it'll run. 
You know, we've never put a 55 Dodge truck body onto an 87 S10, so we have no idea how that's going to go, but it's feasible. We think we can do it. Um, so at that point, we've really just started from that point on, it was just game on. It was every single day, you know, those guys after work, myself, you know, with them after work, but maybe other times when they weren't there. And we worked for probably the better part of about two and a half weeks. We did get one little extension because it snowed, so it delayed their pickup. So it gave us just a little more time with it. By some miracle, pulled this off. I mean, everything's cut, hacked, welded together. It's it's incredible how it happened. But some of the things that just happened during the build were meant to be. The rear body mounts on the cab for the 55 lined right up with the rear body mounts on the S10 chassis. No way. Well, that's lucky. Yeah. The front body mounts, we cut them off, moved them four inches back, welded them back in place, and the, that 55 truck body bolts to the S10 chassis through factory holes. All right. I take back everything bad I said about the S10 frame as part of this build. It was, it was very fortunate. Like it, it it took a whole lot of work. We ended up documenting the whole thing, obviously putting it up on YouTube. Yeah, so you uh, got a, like a 21-part series on YouTube. Now, who was doing all the camera work? Because they were following you around like all 24 hours a day. Well, it was actually us. We did we did all the camera work. So yeah, episode I was, three, I think, is him sleeping for an hour. <laughs> it just shows him <laughs> over on a futon in the corner of the shop. <laughs> crying. It's, yeah, it's, crying. <laughs> Wait in his in yeah, sleep though. There was definitely parts of that that project where everybody wanted to cry and give up and there was, you know, issues. Was that after you all wanted to beat the crap out of each other? We did we did surprisingly well. I mean, what it was is it got to a point there was four of us working and the three other guys are a father and two sons, and they own a shop together. So they're, like, used to it already. Now, in my past, I've done really stupid where I've, like, built vehicles in, like, two weeks because somebody called me out to race. And, you know, like, I'm, I'm used to that thrash, so I know what that's like. And we just managed to link up together, and it worked very well because there, with that much of a project to do, everybody could be working on a different piece at one time. And not really, you know, we were in each other's way. We were in a small two-car garage behind Dwayne's house. So we were definitely in each other's way. But, you know, we could work around each other and make it make it work. Now, where are the show's producers throughout all this? Like, do they even care what vehicle you're bringing? Do they make any stipulations? Do they start calling you saying, hey, uh, we heard you're making, you're not going to do that Mustang that was already done and ready to go. You're, you're starting from scratch? Like, what? Or, or do they, it's just, it's go time once you bring the vehicle to the venue. Um, well, they, they were definitely, they knew about it. And I can tell that they were a little uneasy about it because, you know, part of the the whole filming of the show and everything, there was a lot of issues. It had gotten delayed for a very long time due to COVID restrictions. And even when we filmed, we were under a lot of heavy restriction. Um, So everything was being done, you know, virtually uh, far away. You know, a lot of the shots that are in the show, like anything where it's us sitting in front of a camera, we all filmed that at home ourselves, like all the contestants did. Because usually where they would fly out and meet us, I couldn't do it because of the, you know, the COVID restrictions. So they were a little apprehensive, but I gave them, you know, I gave them daily updates, sent pictures. Um, we did amongst ourselves, did all the recording. We just literally passed the camera around, you know, as we were working 
And then in that instance, I usually edit myself, but I had actually hired somebody to to edit all those videos for me. So that way we could get it done because I knew I wasn't going to be able to work all day and night on the truck and then come home and edit and get up and do it. It would just never would work. So let's talk about when you finally get the truck assembled physically. Now you have to make it run. You've got to tune it. It looks like you linked up with Holly. What's that story? So actually the Holly stuff didn't come till later on. Oh. The original part of the truck was, uh, it was a small block Chevy, 355 and it was a motor that was in the corner of Dwayne's shop and he's like well i know it runs he's like why don't you just go ahead and borrow it use it for the time being and uh you know and we'll worry about it later now that was part of the game plan too because that made it very simple when you run you know it takes like two wires to make a carbureted truck run <laughs> like it's it's not very much wiring. There's not much in depth with that. You know, stick a fuel pump to it, regulate the pressure, and it's good to go. So we went from a point of getting it all together, and then finally we ended up building Zoomies, which is the first set of Zoomies Justin's ever built, and that was like a staple on the truck. But we do that, and then we get it running, and immediately go to, like, let's go take it out, do burnouts, thrash on it, spinning around everything, no windshield. Uh, I don't even know that the seat was fully bolted in. We definitely didn't have seat belts. <laughs> Tell me you were on a milk crate. Yeah, I was going to say on. milk crate. Come on. Yeah. I, I don't think it was quite as bad as milk crate, but I can tell you, like, it was the middle of January, and we're driving around the backcountry roads of Delaware just hammering the crap out of this thing. And every time, like, all you could do at most was you could do, like, one rolling burnout and come back. And by the time you came back, your eyes were, like, frosted and painful (laughs) from all the wind so we ended up you know getting it running and then we we start figuring out some of the other parts and pieces and uh, along the way we got very fortunate we got that little delay where the snow couldn't you know they couldn't come pick it up and that delayed some of our uh pickup time and there was actually a guy that was a customer of theirs that for some strange reason owns an airstrip like a paved airstrip in, in the middle of delaware here as uh, and, random dudes in Delaware oft are known to do, just on yeah. an airstrip. Yeah, look, I don't, I don't ask any questions. All I know, <laughs> is the, dude, the dude was like, "Yeah, you guys can go over there and use it." And we tried to give him an explanation rad. of what was going on, and that didn't go very well. So at this point, you know, the most we've done is just like driven around the block, the back roads, everything. And I'm like, you know, what we really need to do is we need to go out and beat on this thing hard for extended periods of time because at that time we didn't know you know this is the first time the show had ever happened so there was a lot of things that changed uh, beforehand that changed throughout um you know the information they had given us some basis of information some minimum requirements we had to have very minimal safety stuff a three-point seat belt a helmet you know a roll cage so if you notice all the vehicles on the show will have that but, you know, nobody really knew. And I don't think that even the producers really did because this is it was it was live. It was a real thing. So they didn't know what was going to happen until they put us all in and said, go for it. But, Matt, how so, did the producers describe the premise of the show when they first invited you to be part of it? The premise was um, they gave some very simple instruction that, that like would be multi-terrain. So we would have, you know, paved parts. We would have non-paved parts. Um, they did, believe it or not, they did give us a little like 
drone fly through sequence of a potential location. I don't even think that ended up being a location. So, you know, even still it's, you get a, you know, a 60 second video clip and you're like, I have no idea what we're going to do. You know, <laughs> and at that point there was no, you know, they added props to the set. You know, there's abandoned vehicles, there's fires, there's stuff that explodes. There's you know, a there's mama duck and her ducklings that shoot out in front of you. A couple of third graders getting on the school bus. <laughs> but, but do they tell you right. it's going to be a getaway scene? Like they had planned for, and obviously they had professional help with this. Um, they had planned that the way they set the course up, that nobody, should exceed you know a certain mile per hour like there there was some safety factor to it they made it so there wasn't you know a super long oh! sort of like a a really tight um autocross course or something like that right almost and and i can tell you like that was a well thought out plan but i can tell you the speed that they said that we would go and the speed that i went two totally different. <laughs> well, uh, looking at your truck, it almost looks like you have it sort of set up as a drag truck with big old fat tires on the back and just the way the stance of it. And then I w- I wasn't even sure from the uh from the trailer, were those drag tires? Did you even have tread on the back cuz it was raining when uh when you went through your portion? The, the drag truck set set up is now, and that's kind of why I say the story of the oh, truck. Okay. Started. Okay. Um, but the, when I, when I was on the show, we had actually, the best idea that I had come up with is dirt track tires. We, I figured, you know, something that's, you know, cause believe it or not, old school street racing trick, you get the old dirt track tires from the dirt track racers and they will actually hook pretty well on the street. I knew that the paved part would be okay. And it's a dirt track tire. So it's meant to do, you know, not paved things. And it was really the best guess I had had at the time. So we ended up using those and we, we did test on those. When we went to that airport, we thrashed on that thing all day, but I still didn't have a lot of seat time. Um, what we ended up doing that day is we put everybody in the truck. So everybody that built the truck, drove it, you know, had fun, did donuts, everything else. Uh, my fiance, my mom, they learned how to do their first burnouts. In the <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, me standing on the passenger side full board because there was no passenger seat. And that was your opportunity for a milk crate, my friend. They they got a little wild, and we didn't really think much of it until the end of the day, where we put a draggy in the truck, and then me and the guys that built it competed to see you know who could get best eighth mile and quarter mile time out of the thing. And that thing went like a high twelve second in the quarter mile. No Damn. kidding. That's pretty uh, fast for a garage build. Right. And that was with a like 220 something 60 foot. Like it was, you know, dog slow spinning out the hole. And I was just like, holy, we just put our lives in this. (laughs) Was that with the the engine you borrowed from the corner of the shop? Yes, that was the engine we borrowed from the corner of the shop. And we did put a nitrous plate on it just in case. We never ended up using it that day or, you know, through the show. It kind of ruined that because we had done a lot of talking, you know, about the nitrous and how I wanted to just blast flames out the zoomies coming through the finish. <laughs> all uh, and then it starts pouring and I'm like, yeah, we're not using nitrous today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a cool factor and there's the whole, I want to go home in one piece factor too. Yeah, exactly. And you know, now at this point I've barely driven the thing, you know, we put it together. So I'm still like, not even sure if this thing's safe yet. We, we did a lot of the normal safety drag racing stuff that we know, like we put a drive shaft loop in it, did a five-point harness, uh, you know, that kind of stuff. But 
I still wasn't, you know, sure that this thing would even work or <laughs> what what it was capable of. What were you going to compete for? Prize money or just a trophy or just like what? I'm wondering what they told you. The way that it works is every episode, there's three drivers. And in round one, there are two pursuers and two exits. Now, we don't know where the exits are. So we, we just have to drive around and find them. So the way that you move on to the next round is you either find an exit or you evade the pursuers for the longest amount of time. So at that point, if you escape in round one, if you make it through an exit in round one, you win two grand right then and there. All right, which and, uh, covers your welding rod. Well, <laughs> believe it or not, because of all the savvy trading and leftover parts and everything else, I only had about 2500 bucks in the truck when we brought it there. All right, so round one, uh, winning round one would have been solid. Yeah, winning round one would have been great. You know, I had told the guys back at the shop, I said, look, um, you know, you guys all, you know, we're talking between four people. There was hundreds of hours in this. Uh, I said, whatever I win on the show, we're just going to split up between the four of us. You know, that was our game plan going into it. And so, you, you know, if you make an exit during round one, you get two grand and then two of the three drivers move on to the night run. So I will tell you, because this will make things interesting, and I'm sure people will look for it if they haven't seen it yet. I make it into the night run, but the truck does not. And that's where it gets really interesting. Mm. The plot thickens. The plot thickens. But so then in the night run, there's three pursuers, one exit, and if you make it out, you get five grand. But you have to make it out. There is no time thing. You know, you Uh, have to make it out. All right. So you can win seven grand in a day, and then if you win the night run – they bring you back the next night and throw you in the night run with the new group of people, and you could do it again. Oh, so you've got an That's advantage. That's cool. Right. Now, right. When, when the pursuers catch you, are they tagging your vehicle? Like, what are they? how are they stopping you? How are they detaining you? Bullets. <sighs> I doubt yeah, yeah, the Gatling no, gun. I'm guessing that's not what happened. There's uh, landmines that they force you into. No. You know how the cops usually have like the uh, the the uh, flat tire strips that they throw out in front of you, right? Yeah, they have those I, but explosives. I, I think it's like <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you guys go and watch my episode, you'll hear that noise a lot. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! But no, the the way that they stop you is there's uh, there's a couple ways. Honestly, the course itself can stop you. Um, there's just so much stuff out there, like just literal crap everywhere. <laughs> and you know, like you can end up smashing into things or whatever. So they either stop you by pinning you down, like physically you can't move anymore. Um, or, you know, the vehicle, your vehicle itself stops working, or you have at any option, the time to throw up your hands and, you know, say, I'm done. Like if you feel like you're cornered or in a position where maybe you don't want to damage your vehicle or whatever, you can throw your hands up and say, I'm done. And they'll, they'll stop it right there. Quitters. This yeah, seems like a that. nightmare for Discovery Channel legal department. <laughs> They're like, right? I'm sorry, you want to do what kind of show? Uh, no, no, not on our watch. <laughs> I don't know the back of how they got away with any of this and how they included somebody like myself, but I will tell you it was the most fun I've ever done in my life. And given the opportunity, I would hands down do it again. The, the driving just going wild. Here's a course, go for it. Like 
who lets you do that? Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a pretty crazy, uh, crazy premise, but a very cool show. When you were out filming, I mean, was it a two day, three day, uh, several days? It was it was the whole show shot at one time, and then basically the episodes are being parceled out. Uh, we we were all on set. Everybody was on set for you know I don't know probably like two weeks or so. Okay. Um, they filmed it pretty straight through, like an episode a day, and you know because of the COVID restrictions and stuff, like we we were told and uh, like a lot of people agreed we we didn't get to have probably the best uh experience with it because we were you know locked down we you know they didn't want us to leave our hotel rooms they had people they literally had a woman who shout out to her because she is awesome and she even got promoted on set um they had a woman that i would text and be like you know Hey, can you get me toothpaste from Walgreens? And she would go and get it because they didn't want us going out and getting it and interacting sure. with it. Like because of that, we didn't probably get the experience that like, you know, being on other shows you get to have and, you know, camaraderie and spending time with other folks and contestants and, and that kind of stuff. So what you're saying uh, is you didn't get to hang out and schmooze with uh, Michelle Rodriguez. No, no, we didn't we didn't get that opportunity. Like there was there was some moments on set. Fortunately, because my episode it did rain it was raining early in the middle we kept getting pulled like off to the side you know so they couldn't get the cameras wet or whatever and so we got to spend some time there you know conversating with michelle and wyatt uh you know having a little bit more personal conversation and stuff then just while we were waiting for heavy rain to pass the two hosts are michelle rodriguez and then rally champion wyatt knox so those are the two co-hosts so that's the wyatt he's referring to gotcha so after that me and the guys that built it wholeheartedly went into this expecting that we might not see it again uh it might become a crumpled up pile it might stay down there and go to a scrapyard like we may never get this thing back which really sucked because when we did it the first time and it was finished, like, yes, it was welded together and old and everything else, but every body panel was like pretty straight. We did some really trick stuff where we sucked the bed in so that the, you know, the fenders went over the tires, but the bed was inside the tires and it lined up perfectly with the doors and how we did that. Cause we didn't measure a single bit of it. We just cut it worked <laughs> out beautifully, kind of depressing. But then the truck came back like, I got it back and it was still in a condition where it could be used. So after that, I was like, well, what, what am I going to do with this thing? And we got an opportunity to go down to Cletus and Cars down in Florida at the Freedom Factory and participate in that burnout contest that he has. From that point, it went to, I put an LS in it because I'm an LS guy. I know them very well. I've got, you know, 10 of them hanging around. And we put an LS in it. We put a Holly Terminator on it. Uh, Snake Eater Performance got us some injectors. And we went down there, went down to Florida, went crazy in the burnout pit, had a great time. Then after that, I was like, well, let's, you know, we're, we're driving back up through, through Tennessee area. And some buddies were throwing a race at a track I like. So I said, well, let's go try to take it, you know, to the track. And at that point, we started putting my fiance Mallory in it. A little bit more i was just trying to get her you know a little bit more comfortable with it maybe let her race it a little bit enjoy it and we ended up something stupid happened and ended up blowing the bell housing like 16 pieces well probably more than 16. Oof. from there it just kind of came home and sat uh i've got a 74 nova that's my race car so you know we were working on that a little bit 
and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of local guys here uh, street racing and they've been doing like $50 buy-in you know 16 car shootouts and everything and I've been going my buddies helping out other people everything having a blast and I finally got tired of it I'm like I need to get something together to go out and race this and I looked at the truck and the Nova and I'm like well the Nova needs a lot more work it's there's a whole bunch of stuff going on there and eh, trucks should be pretty easier to throw together so we threw it back together and started racing it and you know since then that's really what's been happening in like the last month or so we threw it together we ended up taking it up to no prep kings up in pa raced it up there i started racing on the street i just took it out to ohio we raced it out there um and just been doing things that that truck should not do so repeatedly. what kind of racing when you say racing what what type uh, of racing are you doing with it drag racing okay yeah, and this is, the, this is the legal kind, right? Uh, well, we I do quite a bit of the illegal kind. Um, oh, nice. We, Good man. We race <laughs> quite a bit. And then, like, for legal stuff, we do we do no prep racing. So, like, we might go to a racetrack and actually race it backwards from where we start. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, this is huge. Like, this Love is a big it. thing in the country right now. Like, we will literally start at the end of the shutdown, like where the sand trap pit is, that's where the starting line is. And we will go the opposite direction. So by the time we get six sixty feet, we still aren't even on the prep track surface yet. Two questions for you. Okay. Do you own DNR Auto? Yes. Do you have a DNR yourself? Uh no. <laughs> Do you also have a death wish? Sorry, three questions. <laughs> <laughs> I I think that uh Part of this goes back. I think they did a pretty good job on the show with this one, too. Like, I'm an adrenaline junkie. Uh, huh, never spent, would have imagined that. Right. I, I spent some time in the military. I was in Iraq, and we did convoy security. So I drove all around the country of Iraq, like, in an up-armored truck, you know, where there's roadside bombs, there's mortars, there's really pissed-off people for no other reason than you're an American. I had some experiences over there, and ever since then, I've just been chasing an adrenaline high that you can only get from doing really stupid stuff. So for those that don't know, DNR, is that do not resuscitate? It's actually nothing. So <laughs> we get asked this all the time. DNR Auto, how this all started was actually when I was 20 years old, I bought my first house. It's the house I still live in now. And I had a 24 by 24 garage, I think it is or 40 by 40, I don't know, whatever. It's two-car garage. But me and my roommate would fix people's cars for beer. Because why not? Why else would you do it? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. Like, how else would you, you afford beer? Pads, <laughs> bring me the brake pads and a 30-pack. You need calipers? Hey, listen, when you have a mortgage, pack, your beer right? fund is greatly diminished. <laughs> now, wait, <laughs> did you have a standard of like, a certain you say no natty light liquor. no yeah, <laughs> totally natty light or better <laughs> oh no like the people the people who we fixed cars for were so happy that it cost them like a 30 pack and a bottle of jack that they would buy like high class stuff like a bottle of jack is nothing you ever had gotten your brakes done at a shop it's like 200 something dollars with a bottle of jack so they're coming in with with heineken or something better Ooh, no, not no. Heineken. Not that's not. Well, better. I'm just trying to think of what you know like what he's not coming in with like blue moon or something i'd be, be what, better what, than heineken it would, Blue Moon would definitely be better. Than Thank you. Time, okay. Yeah, at the time we were young, so it was like Bud Light is what we were doing. Okay. The problem with but Heineken I, is it it's it smells like skunk right away. 
It doesn't yeah, even it have doesn't. to sit out in the in, you know on the poolside or anything. It just instantly open it. And I used to like Heineken, and then my dad's like, "Why do you drink that crap?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Heineken's good." He goes, "No, it doesn't. It smells like skunk." I go, "No, it doesn't." And then I went, "Oh crap, it does." Yeah, and I was forever ruined on Heineken. Mm. So. Just like I've ruined everybody's uh, Chevy steering wheel, uh, I'm going to ruin all of your beers now. Oh, he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't know about he that. He probably doesn't. Well, why don't you bring him up to speed? Yeah, uh, bring me up to speed on the Chevy steering wheel. Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, any uh, Chevy truck, uh, GMT 400, 800, uh, 900, and uh, I guess it's K2, whatever, or T1, whatever the last generation before the current, the uh, steering wheel is offset to the inside of the truck. And on certain years, it's even canted, so it's closer to the windshield on the uh, on your left hand than it is on your right hand. And so a lot of people love their Chevy trucks, and they drive them every day, and I can't stand that the steering wheel's not centered on the driver. And so we did a podcast episode in our early days of the show, and I'm still getting emails from people today saying, you've I, ruined my truck. I hate you for I this. hate you. I, I used to love my truck. I put 120,000 miles on it or whatever and i have to sell it because it bothers me so much now and it's it's wonderful because they <laughs> you don't realize it until it's pointed out and they look down and they go oh my god it's not the 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 bow tie <laughs> is not centered over your crotch it's off yeah. it's offset you're like i can't deal with this anymore because there are people like us that have every everything has to be symmetrical yeah i i have to yeah. be you know for me i have to be square on the steering wheel just it's it's mentally and then also you know long a thousand miles a day Crooked is it's not a good way uh, when you get older for your back and stuff. So anyway, uh, we brought that up, and uh, we still get a lot of hate mail today about how we've uh, ruined people's trucks, and it just delights me to no end, even years later. Well, the good news is um, I'm not sure what exact ones, but Chevy trucks aren't the only ones that do that. I encourage everybody to go look at your steering wheel, and you would be surprised how many of them are crooked or closer to one side than the yep. other. Like that was a whole thing on our truck because we placed the steering wheel, and like I fought that to no end because they wanted to do that. They wanted to put the steering wheel off like an inch or two to the left for header clearance, and I was like, no, it's Can't not do centered. It. No, I mean nuts. Yeah. Can't do it. I don't have a lot of OCD, but that's a that's a trigger for me. Absolutely, I'll so get in something. They just had to run more U joints, more linkages to get it back to center, or what? No, we they just, notched I mean, the header. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you had seen the set of zoomies that was built, like that first primary where the steering shaft is, literally comes ninety down, ninety like around the steering shaft. Ooh, that's awesome! But it sounded incredible and. For what we did out there, there's a couple things that I'm sure of. Number one, there was there was all sorts of people that were on that show. And one of the big questions that was asked and I get asked regularly and everything was was about winning. Like, are you excited? You know, do you want to win the money and blah, 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 blah. And I said this on set repeatedly. What those folks didn't understand is I had already won. The fact that I was there to film that show you know, I had accomplished this goal. I'd been given this opportunity. The fact that we just busted ass and did hundreds of hours of work to this truck. We created this truck out of nothing. And it was here, and we're about to do some wild <laughs> I'd already won. That's pretty solid. Good attitude. And then if you get money, it's just bonus. It's gravy on top of the... Uh... The money was just a bonus. Like, yeah. <clears throat> And at the end of the day, the truck is still here. We still have it. It's not, you know, I just raced it. Not but a couple days ago. When you go to a track, have they recognized it from the show? Or I guess it just is too recent, huh? It was just well, last night. There was some promotional stuff beforehand. So like we went to No Prep Kings and we got a lot of attention there. Generally, 
the only people that knew about it being on the show are people that are like my followers anyway, you know, that follow me on social media. But we got a lot of attention just because it was so cool and different. Where can people follow you? We're on Facebook at DNR Auto. And then where are you on yep. Instagram? Uh, everything's the same. So DNR Auto, Del- Delta November Romeo, uh, like do not resuscitate. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you know, any major social media outlet, I run them all. And uh, we generally, depending on how things go, I generally like to put out like a video a week, you know, at, at least a, you know, 10 to 20 minute video edited. I'll do some, you know, smaller clips like TikToks and Instagram reels and that kind of stuff. Cool. And if you guys want to check out the episodes, uh, you can go over to discoveryplus.com or download the uh, Discovery Plus app on your uh, iOS or Android. And uh, just it's, it's airing uh, 9 p.m. on Monday nights, correct? Currently, uh, what, six episodes out right now. So just type in uh, Getaway Driver and uh, you can see uh, all the fun that uh, that our man uh, Matt's had out there because uh, this thing is actually like we're part of the Discovery Empire and we do right. a lot of TV shows and, and a lot of guests and things like that. And, you know, you're sort of like, eh. Another car show, you know, whatever. It's the same, you know, formula that they always do. This, this is, is not. This is rad. Yeah. This I can't wait to uh, to catch up with and and watch. So uh, and follow your progress on there because uh, it looks like a lot of fun. It is, and there there is so many stories about this truck. Like, I mean, physically everything. When you look at it, if you guys saw any pictures, there's a bunch of names on the back of the cab. When we did uh, Cletus and Cars all these folks were like, Hey, you know, I want to talk to you some gas money. And I'm like, well, I don't really kind of like just want to take people's money. So, but if you want, you know, folks had offered, I said, here's what I'll do. I'll put your name or whatever you want as a sticker on the truck. And I'll take you guys along for the ride. We've got, you know, names on the back of the cab, all these people that made it possible to do that. I mean, just every dent, ding, initials engraved. There's so much stuff that like when we go to an event or, you know, half time people are standing around. Everything somebody points at is a story, and that's that's why I love this thing, and that's why we're drag racing it. Because it came to a point where I was like, I don't know what to do with it, but I race, and I want to keep the truck alive. There's too many, you know, there's too many good stories. There's too many personal attachments and memories to just let it sit off to the side and collect dust. Are you letting people autograph it when they see it? Uh, no. So we haven't started doing that yet. I, I'm actually, one thing I will say, and hopefully this reaches the audience. If you guys ever see the truck anywhere, absolutely 110% stop me, come up to me, ask questions, everything. But one thing that does get me is when we went to no prep Kings, a lot of people just like to immediately walk over and touch it. It is a rusted out piece of <laughs> There is a lot of sharp jagged metal. <laughs> so you don't want to like, pay any medical is, bills. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> right like this isn't like the old man at the car show like don't leave fingerprints in my <laughs> shit. Like, i don't care about fingerprints like i'm worried about your safety absolutely <laughs> you know i let kids jump in it fire it up whatever but like do it with me because there are parts of this thing that will really mess you up so is your uh, racing suit bubble wrap <laughs> no no just fireproof <laughs> so i'm just waiting because one day somebody's gonna run their finger across something they shouldn't and it's gonna hurt really bad you're gonna be like hey we said no touching <laughs> no now they can autograph it in blood <laughs> <laughs> yes and we, now oh, you really will go along for the ride that's exactly right <laughs> all right matt well we really appreciate you coming on and, and talking about the uh the dodgers super super rad um again guys if you want to check it out getaway driver on Discovery Plus and DNR Auto across all the socials. Uh, you've got a ton of rad videos and 
cool stuff. You guys are always uh, checking out races and stuff like that. So it, it's it's pretty uh, pretty fun to follow. Yeah, I mean, go to YouTube and watch one of their twenty one part series. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you'll you'll be caught up real quick. Yeah, we've even got the mom and you know wives first burnout videos up there. So like, there's a, just a little bit of everything. Congrats on the success and the the appearance. And man, we're we're definitely going to be keeping up with you. Thank you, Matt. Absolutely, guys. I really appreciate this, and uh, thank you guys for doing it. You got, you got it. We'll it. talk to you soon. Thank you. Man, Holman, there's a lot of truck news to get to. If you don't mind, let's jump into it. Yeah. No, say it with some more enthusiasm. Yeah, I don't mind. <laughs> God. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Oh, yeah. Wait, what? What'd you just say? Oh, yeah. I'm excited about news. What can I tell you? What? You should have given me a big, uh, like we normally do. Man, you just don't talk to you. you. Want me to start now? What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. What's new in trucks? We need to know. Lifted, lowered, and everything in between. What's happening in the world of trucks? Ah! Wait, wait, you didn't make any... That was a fakey. That was awesome. You didn't make any... He stood up and he did arm pumps and he didn't make any noise. Yeah, but it opened my mouth to make you think that I was going to say something. But I just did, uh, And then you just yelled and that was... I went, uh, and I just died halfway through because you... I don't think it was awesome. awesome. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No, I did not. Uh, Reservations for the 2022 Ford Maverick have already topped 100,000. You're a lying sack of s***. That did not happen. I think that's aggressive. No one cares about the Maverick. Reporting the news. No one cares about the Maverick. Apparently 100,000 do. No, they don't. Of course, they're uh, non-binding and don't require a monetary deposit, meaning (laughs) they don't actually equate to actual sales. Right. (laughs) Cybertruck, $100 lighting. Uh, But it's still a giant number of people interested in the truck, so, uh, you know, I I don't hate it. Okay. But truck-ish. At best, yeah, it's truckish. All right. Okay. Yep. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No. No, I did not. You did not hear. I don't think so. Do you know how many electric trucks are on the way? F- from all manufacturers? Yeah. Do you mean, are, do you do a quantity made, or are you talking just, about how, from manu- how many manufacturers are making them? I do. I'll just go through the list. This is the well, list. You, of, but are you asking how many manufacturers there are, or how many they're going to make no, in No, how total? many tr- EV trucks are coming? Uh, uh, 11. Uh, okay. Nine? I'm close. Uh, Rivian R1T. Okay. GMC Hummer EV. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bollinger B2. Yep. Ford F-150 Lightning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Tesla Cybertruck. Sure. Uh, the Canoe pickup. Silverado okay. wait, is EV. It, wait, is the Canoe the super square one made yeah, out of like the one the that you always ask every single time when I say Canoe and you go, is it that one? Yes, it's Lightning. It's that one. That's my that's my spiel. Uh, Chevy Silverado EV. Forgot about that one. Yep. Uh, Ram 1500 electric. Okay. And uh, the, well, maybe the workhorse, but because of all the uh, issues with that company, who knows? So we're just going to give it a what about the, giant the, question. The, what about the bankrupt one? Yeah, that's Lordstown. That's this Lord, workhorse Lord, W15. Lordstown? Okay. Yep. And, and what about the Badger? See what I did there? We don't talk <laughs> about the Badger anymore. And that wasn't electric. That was uh, a fuel cell vehicle. Oh, yeah. Vehicle. Right. Oh, Lightning, why do you have to bring us down? Mm, that's what I do. That's true. Uh, hey, Lightning, did you hear? Yes. <laughs> uh, Ford's F-150 Lightning Charge Station Pro boasts first vehicle-to-grid charger. Uh, that'll be a technology included on the new Ford F-150 Lightning pickup. 
Owners can charge their trucks during off-peak hours, then power their homes with them during peak hours. So it sort of acts like, I guess, like a Tesla battery wall hmm. uh, setup, but from your truck, which is great until maybe you need to use your truck and you realize, damn it, it's not at a full charge. So I don't know. It's funny. There's all this stuff. All these people have the new uh, hybrid power boost with the generator on board. And there's all these videos on the internet of people powering their houses in storms, which is pretty cool. So you got to hand it to Ford. Great marketing for them to make the storms come and take out people's power. Do you think that Ford basically went to all the addresses of people who bought power boost uh, hybrid F-150s and then cut their power just to see what they would do with their trucks? I doubt it. I doubt it. But is uh, does this dovetail into their new crate motor? Uh, their crate motor is uh, something I think we'll... I think we'll talk about it later. Oh, really? I think so. Why? Why not now? Uh, talk about it later. Do you know? Oh, you know something about it? No, just saying. Just talk about it later. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No, no, I did not. <sighs> of course. Unless it's about the crate motor, then yes. Of course you didn't. Well, I didn't mean later, like right now. Okay. Or did I? I don't. Know. I don't know what you're saying <laughs> right now. Give either. me some truck news. Hey, Lightning, did you hear? No! No! Would you freaking give me some truck news? more lightning news. There's just like a freaking ton of... Everything's F-150 lightning right now. Uh, Okay. Apparently, they are planning on doubling the initial production run of the F-150 lightning because demand for that is so strong. That I do believe. Ford's just killing it right now. They are. They are just going like, here, Mm -hmm. here's another one. They may have another customer on the way. They're like, it's like when you go to the stadium and you realize like parking's only $5, so you make sure all of your friends and you all drive your own cars and... Then you get your $5 ticket and you realize that the hot dogs are a dollar and you get a free beer with it. It's just like you couldn't make better news than what's happening right now. Listen, they didn't. Is it, is it 2020 or 2021 that is going to be like one of their all time worst years in the company history? Well, I think that's everybody because of the chip shortage and whatnot. No, so. but it was Ford in it's particular not, that I heard it's about. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, speaking of Ford F 150s, I might be getting behind the wheel of something that I can talk about in a couple weeks. A lightning? Mm, no. Uh, Better, in my opinion. Uh, I'm trying to think what's not out yet. All right. Well, then well, I guess wait, you'll well, have to well, wait well, for hold a second. Wait. What, at least no. tomorrow. <sighs> which is last week for people taking yeah, score at home. Wait a second. What's? Give me a hint. Give you a hint? Yeah. It's the most badass thing that they're going to ever make in Truckdom ever. And I'm going to go drive it. There's a lot of silence in this room. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Is this something that we've heard about already? Yes. You noodle on that. Okay. And then I want to throw out, I I know this, we take care of our sponsors, blah, blah, blah. This is not that. We talked about the Countach last week, and every once in a while we throw a car into the mix. Oh, tell me you're going to talk about the the, uh, Nissan Z. Dude. That's a good-looking car. It's a good-looking car. Yeah. 400 horsepower, twin-turbo V6. Dude, both my kids are so into it. My so mother-in-law's weird. owned two of them, and she's like, I might want to buy one. And my wife and I looked at her and go, no. What did you just say the uh, the power output was? 400. Wow. With a manual. Wow. Yeah. And they went to the aftermarket on the performance models. I believe they have a Brembo uh, calipers on the front, and I want to say that they use an Exidy clutch with the performance pack for their clutch on the uh, manual transmission. Do you think that the Truck Show podcast hosts... Holman or Lightning will have an opportunity to get behind the wheel. I think it's 100% certain that 50% of those people will get behind the wheel of one. Well, I'm 100% certain that that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) So what do you think about uh, getting our man Christian Hazel on the phone to talk about Ultimate Adventure 21? 
I mean, I would say we should probably do it, though. I think there's value in having him on. No, 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 no! Oh, maybe you misunderstood me. I said Christian Hazel. Yeah. Oh, why don't we uh, give him a call? All right, dial him up. Hey, what's up? It's Lightning and Home and Truck Show Podcast. What's up, Mr. Christian Hazel? How's it going? Hey, uh, good. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. We've got a quick intro to play, so don't move. Pull up a stool and share. Pull up a stool and share a story. Pull up a stool and share. How about you pull up a stool and share with us? So uh, I guess it's time to uh, share about Ultimate Adventure. I think we didn't have you on last year and got all these emails with like, why don't you have Hazel or Vern on for Ultimate Adventure? So uh, the time has come once again where Ultimate Adventure is about to uh, to set off and uh, figured this would be a good time to have you on. And and we should yeah. also we should also explain, uh, maybe we can have Christian do it, explain what it is. We can't just assume everyone knows what Ultimate Adventure is. What is Ultimate Adventure, Exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Ultimate Adventure is the original off-road adventure event. We started it in 1999, and with the exception of 2000, uh, it's been going every year since. And uh, what we do, basically, is we select a group of uh, 4x4 vehicles, Jeep, pickup. We've even had some vans. Um we have uh, a technical criteria these vehicles need to meet, but we select roughly 25, 27 vehicles. And then we go and hit about 1,000 to 1,200 miles of mixed on-road, off-road driving, extreme hardcore terrain, uh, trails. We're, we're out there camping, overlanding, couple hotel nights, uh, but uh, in a nutshell, we're, we're, it's, we're out there wheeling for seven days. Uh, some of the best country you've ever seen, some, some great bucket list destinations. Uh, it's just, it is the ultimate adventure in name and deed. Now, UA is, as we uh, call it internally, and a lot of people in the industry call it, is special because this is some of the most epic scenery you'll ever see, some of the most remote places you'll ever go, some of the most incredible off-roading, hardcore, but then also Christian has always done a good job of throwing in some cool side trip to something like, for you, Lightning, the a biggest, mine. Oh, I thought you were to say the biggest ball of twine. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, for, for you, well, a biggest I, ball of twine, yes. I, I can't take full credit for that. So so when I took the event over in uh, 20... So I did the first three years, the first three Ultimate Adventures as a staffer. And then when I took it over as, as, the, as the guy who runs the show in 2016, I did that event largely with the help of a few people here and there, but, but largely by myself. Then 2017, I started enlisting the help of uh, Trent McGee, who is one of two people who has been on every Ultimate Adventure. And so kind of the way it's evolved to present day is I'm kind of the logistical person who sits in the office and does all the corporate stuff, decides where we're going to hey, go. and I, then kind I of. I thought direct. that was my job. I thought I was the guy yeah. that did all that. <laughs> yeah, just for this event. I still got to get approval from you, man. Um <laughs> And Trent is the one who I kind of tasked to say, you know, oh, you go make magic happen. So he's got a real talent for that. And I found uh, with every year, um, you know, kind of the more I let Trent be Trent, uh, we, we tend to to eclipse, you know, the previous year. So it's it's a good it's a good formula. And then, of course, you know, 
We didn't build a vehicle this year. Uh, usually the UA build is the, is, you know, the, the icing on the UA cake. Uh, and, and for that, I usually enlist um, our technical editor, Vern Simons, who's just a, a mechanical and design genius. You know, I always say normal people say two plus two is four and Vern just looks at it a completely different way. You know, the square root of, of, of you know, blah, 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 blah. So it'd be so 16. Vern just, no, Vern just walks yeah. up and he goes four. And you go, how did yeah. you get there? And he'll tell you something, and you're like, I don't care how you get there anymore. It's too complicated yeah, for right. my, some, my feeble mind. Some cosmic way, but he just, he just sees things in a different way, uh, in, in, in the most the most magical way possible, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think we've got a great crew, and um, you know, we've just kind of tried to continue um, this legacy that the event has enjoyed, often uh, imitated, never duplicated, is, is kind of what I started saying a couple years ago about it to uh, borrow a catchphrase from elsewhere. And um, I, I think we're, we're uh, you know, this year we've got, we've got 14 sponsors. We've got uh, more sponsors. We've got a title sponsor. It's brought to, uh, brought to you all by Rugged Ridge. Uh, so it's Ultimate Adventure presented by Rugged Ridge this year. And um, yeah, 14 sponsors. We're going to have four invited readers and one returning reader. Um, I always try to invite as many of the readers who enter to be a part of this event as I can. And, you know, it is since we are cramming these vehicles on a scheduled time frame down like these insane hardcore trails with a video crew and photographers and everything else that, you know, doing a... Which actually a, makes uh, it go much faster when you have a video oh, yeah. crew. No, yeah, no, it's, no, it's the opposite. <laughs> Especially yep. when you're off-road in the dirt and... The light's not right, and you're uh, waiting for dust to settle. It actually, it, it speeds up. It's it's no, much more enjoyable mm, no, to go uh, hardcore no, wheeling with cameras in your like faces. It's like having a big ball and chain. It right. can yeah. be like that, yeah. yes. Like a giant boat anchor. Now, well, I, I well, let me pause for a second. What do you provide these four winners that they couldn't get on their own on the same trail? Being a part of this group, really, I mean, you know, we enter as individuals and it is a team building exercise where you leave uh, at the end of that week. You are an alumni. You are, are one of, you know, the, this, this very elite group of uh, brothers and sisters who have done this. Um, and it is, um, you know, it is just one of those trips that everyone kind of aspires to be a part of if this is what you love to do on your weekends. Well, and there's there's not so, quite a secret handshake, but if you go to uh, SEMA, for example, where everybody who's who's who in the industry, they all wear it as a badge of honor. Which year did you do UA? Which year did you do? Right, well, it's, are it's, they, are like, they rolling like jackets with special patches or something? No, no, it's much uh, more secretive than that. We have t-shirts. <laughs> t-shirts, of course. <laughs> really cheap Gildan t-shirts. Oh, God, the worst. <laughs> yeah. Like the shocking did, black I ones. I did yeah. away with the Gildans this year. I couldn't do another year with them. So. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, good, good. I, wait a minute. So when you're out on the trail, are we doing like trust falls into like each other's arms? Or are we uh, going except on? it's with Jeeps. I was so going to say, put the Jeep yeah, on, no, it's on a waterfall, you, and if it falls backwards. You basically are. Yeah, I mean, you basically, we've had rollovers, and you you know, um, extreme stucks and extrications and, and field fixes that you wouldn't believe. Uh, we try to get good trails, great trails, epic scenery. It's just, um, you know, unfortunately, it's one of those things that you really have to experience it to to get the full 360 on it. Um, and so to do that, you know, we just need to get your applications. Everyone's always like, oh, I, I'd love to go on UA. It's Well, I didn't get an application from you. So maybe next year you enter and who knows? You can't. You can't win if you don't play. 
And how are they selected? I mean, do you have magic? To have, no, no. I mean, but are you are? Is it random? Or are you saying this has to be the right type of person uh, with the well, right vehicle? It's, it's whoever sends the biggest envelope full of cash. So. Absolutely. <laughs> no, uh, which is how all of our sponsors uh, actually, got on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. They. Uh, we will take those applications, um, and uh, I kind of try to change up the selection committee. Every year, every year it's me and Vern and then whoever else I kind of pull in there. I, the reason I change it up every year is I don't want the same uh, kind of people, you know, the same the same preferences. And, you know, you can say, oh, I don't have a brand loyalty to anything, but but people have have preferences. Well, I was going to say really quick is uh, one of the mad the magic of this is nobody knows where the trip is going. I was going to ask, because hasn't it been crashed? Do well, no. Do no. we find out? Well, no, never. No. The reason, the reason, okay, yeah, UA has kept, uh, the location has kept a closely guarded secret to the point where, Sean, even you don't know where I'm taking it until, you know, I have to start pushing expense reports for you. So, um, and that's- And then I'll show up and crash it. Right. <laughs> it's just, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, it's, it's become a hallmark of the event, kind of a beloved kind of a quirk or- or, or expectation that, okay, you know, I'm going to be told where to show up with my rig four to six weeks prior to the start of this event. I got to be ready to go anywhere. And sure, like say two years ago when I told people to come to Alaska, hey, we're meeting in Wasilla, Alaska. Uh, you know, so for that, we had some deep water crossings and we will tell them, you know, you want this much boarding depth or, you know, so if there are uh, terrain specific stipulations you need for your vehicle, we will kind of you in ahead of time just so you don't have to build for any eventuality but it's that kind of you know a sense of adventure that we're, we're at the drop of a hat i'm gonna load my junk onto a trailer and get it to the starting point or drive it to the starting point we had guys driving from the southeast to alaska in 2020 that, that's the uh, ultimate ultimate adventure Dude, I, i've that, done that yeah drive. that's a long haul iron <laughs> yeah it's yeah crazy that's the iron butt award crazy but that's the, the I, wait what you call it, the, the iron butt time. award yeah, iron butter award. <laughs> yeah. as i say uh, lightning wouldn't have that in the c20 because the seat spring would poke him right in the butt the whole time uh it's true yeah, yeah i know i would have you the, would have uh, to form a callus to uh, do that the tetanus award no the yeah hmm. milk crate as long as you don't not sitting on a milk crate see second yeah, I mean, milk that's... crate reference of the show people more milk crates of well, seats. Have you seen the the milk crate challenge that's happening right now on the internet, right, Holman? I have not. I actually. Oh have my a god! Life. Really? No. Oh my god! Just go to milk crate challenge and everyone because there are big. Although box- I did see somebody, uh, one of my friends posted a uh, a picture on Instagram, and now it's making sense. It was a stack of milk crates about ten high. That's uh, the milk crate challenge. Yeah, okay. Yes, because the guys are selling them for like a buck. You can buy the, all these old milk crates. And you're supposed to run up and over them with them stacked and something like that. And everyone's biting it. Very few people can make it. It's like Jenga with a milk crate. You have to run. Oh, yeah. you have to run. Have to it's run. not a Jeep. Yeah, no, you got to oh, run, well, run, not, physically run. I'm over not interested. Them. I, I, I got uh, past physical running a long time ago. That's why everyone's doing about massive 16 when I got keys. Face plants. <laughs> <laughs> where are we going to be able to uh, see UA this year? And uh, where do we meet you on the trail for the beginning of UA? If no, we have a, you, uh, a Jeep, I, or I an tell off- you what, Lightning, you just you just follow your nose. And <laughs> <laughs> it's a big nose. I got no uh, idea where, where I'm going. Where is everybody at? I thought you were supposed to be yeah. here. Um, but where where to see UA uh, this year? The URL has changed. It's MotorTrends.com backslash events backslash 
ultimate hyphen adventure. Except for so the it's, forward slash because backslashes don't exist on the internet. I can't think of what the slash is. Whatever. Forward There's slash. slash. How about we just yes. say slash? Slash. Yeah, figure slash. it out on your own. Yes. Slash. <laughs> there you go. If you if you if you type in Ultimate Adventure 2021 in your favorite search engine, I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, and then of course we uh, we publish the videos on Motor Trends YouTube channel. Uh, it's going to be a week in December. Uh, as yet to be determined. Um, but we publish uh, the five longer form videos that we create uh, on that week. And then also when the event is happening in September 18th through 25th this year, uh, you will be able to watch daily um, updates and uh, short little video clips of a daily recap on, um, on the Motor Trend Ultimate Adventure landing page. How do we apply for 2022? Do you mean people who actually have four-wheel drive vehicles? Mm, yes, people like so, that. So other not, people, not, out, not, not me. Not you. Okay. Not, All right, people yeah. are not me. You, Verify. Yes. You, you can find a link to the application on that website, um, motortrend.com slash ultimate hyphen adventure. And there will be a link to, it says, uh, I forget if it says register or apply, but you basically click that button and it opens up the PDF. You fill out with your vehicle specs and everything and then include a couple good photos and uh, just email it to um, the email address on the on the application. Have and you had, more, more importantly though, have you had any f- absolute psychos on the trip that you just <laughs> wish yeah. weren't there? Well, part of it is, so we, we select the vehicles. We like these vehicles. And then my job, after we narrow it down to 12, we call them the Dirty Dozen, I get on the phone and I have a conversation with each of these. Because let's be honest, and when you see something really wacky that you like, there's a human behind that. Yeah. And always. Well, the, 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 the harder trick is to find the people who have bought something. You know, it's like if if I built something or I, there's a person who built something that's wacky and crazy, you know, at least their heart is in it. And, you know, they know about the vehicle. They know how it's built. And they know how to fix it in the field and everything. But when you've got a person who uh, some people sometimes who have just bought a vehicle and think that this would be a great idea to go on this trip. And they have no knowledge of how to drive the thing off road correctly or how to fix it. If it goes down or how to behave in polite camp society with adults out in the wilderness <laughs> with access to shovels and truck tools. You know, if you're being a jerk out there, it's, 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 you know, we're living together for seven days and we're relying on each other. And, um, you know, so we really try to make sure that, everyone who comes on the event is in it for the right reasons, which is the love of off-roading. I mean, at the end of the day, the event is what it is because of the people who, who make it happen and who come and participate on it and the people at home who, who care enough about it to want to watch videos about it or read about it. So, um, you so know, what you're saying, Christian, is that you've only buried a few people on the trail. I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> Christian, we appreciate the update. This sounds like it's going to be uh, a, a hoot to watch. A hoot. A hoot to watch, yes. In December we when- We uh, try to be entertaining. We yeah. will try to do our best. Don't try so hard. Just be. Don't. It's like Yoda. <laughs> don't do. Just be. Wait. No, don't try. Just be. Do. Wow. You what are just- do, What does he say? Do not- Languishing. Hold on. Let me try here. It's, uh, there is no try. There is only do. Okay. Something like that? Is sure. that no? Why not? Oh, sure. <laughs> Why not? By the way, uh, Christian is, uh, other than you, the only person that has seen the uh, GPW up close. 
Wait a minute. Yeah, that thing's that thing's rad, by the way. No, it's not. It's only <laughs> no, somewhat Sean, rad. There, there's a thing about flat fenders, old flat fenders like this. You know, um, how do how do I put this into words that a, a normal human would understand? Ug- ugly <laughs> not, and not, weird. Not just because it makes sense in my head. You know, okay. Um, oh, I can't do it. Well, you know, it's 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 eccentric, and it's got all these all these idiosyncrasies and in all these crazy wacky things. And and what a normal person's first instinct would be is to I'm going to remove this, and I'm going to remove that, and I'm going to polish this, and I'm going to replace that. And I look at something like like that Jeep that you got out of that storage container and i'm just like oh my gosh this thing is perfect i wouldn't change a damn thing on it except for the fuel in the tanks and the oil and the crankcase and gearboxes huh which is funny i've done both of those things so christian there you go so christian you're the guy you're the guy down on the docks who can't wait to hang out with the uh with the old sea captain with the wooden leg you're like ah that's my man right there like i look at him he's just so weathered well that's because he uh he car hand carved his wooden leg out of a, a pillar from the uh from the pier he just ripped it right out of the water, and yeah, and then he carved see, it. I thought it was part of the— That's the, why there's a barnacle on no, it. No, see, I think he's out at sea, and the shark bites his leg off, and right. then he takes a piece of the steering wheel, right? No, you still need to and, steer. No, but he takes a piece out of, like, uh-huh. you know, they're like, it's uh-huh. it, the spokes. He just takes one out, right. and that's his leg. Rawr, shove it in my shove it In my, scar. In my leg hole? <laughs> in my leg hole <laughs> my, 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 my leg used to be? Yeah, no, the weird part is that right. he's still got a real foot at the end. That is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So but, I mean, you think you think about that Jeep and like every little trinket and every little gadget we got is like a chapter in that Jeep's uh, story. All right, and, so you know, to take them off is just to rip chapters out of a you know a, a fun to read book. So specific to my old pile, the uh, the the odd Ford, we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but you're obviously a Jeep and flat fender expert, probably one of the most, and, and Christian will be humble about this, but one of the most. F- studied out of any if, if there's probably four or five people in the world that i would ha- ask a obscure flat fender question to and christian is on that very very short list of humans who know these things inside out talk tell me or tell the listener what did you think about it what's cool about it and what are some of the things that make it rad as opposed to you know lightning saw it and he was like man there's a lot of rat turds on this thing no i mean look i would be the first one to ask for riding it as i was uh and would again but I don't know that it would be something that I would own. But I, I do see the magic. I'm not going to be an a-hole. I really do see the, the magic. And I don't I, – I side with Christian. Something like that I think you leave as much as you can, you know, make it as roadworthy, off-roadworthy as you can. But leave all that, you know, maybe well, make that, some- what you just said there, Lightning, make it off-roadworthy. You know, those things completely stock and completely stock trim as they rolled off the factory, you know, 70 years ago. Are surprisingly capable, you know, capable enough to have more fun than should be legal. Yeah, it's um, and so the thing I really kind of think is cool about Sean's Jeep is, you know, okay, you look at it and it, it's the quirky factor and all the you know the moo horn and all the cool stuff like that's one thing. But then you look under the skin and okay, it's got some mechanical attributes that I think are really you know. You've got the the worn eighty two seventy four winch up front, and you've got uh, it's already had a power steering conversion, and it's got um, the Buick two twenty five V six, which is one of my favorite engines on the entire planet. Dude, my nineteen ninety four Ranger. Awesome. Yeah. All right, my ninety four Ranger four liter overhead valve V six. Right, the very common top line engine for the Ranger for an Explorer for a long time. Four liter overhead valve. 
160 horsepower, 225 torque. Yeah? In 1994. This engine, which came out of a 66 Buick car, has a hundred is a 3.7 liter, has 160 horsepower and 235 torque, and it's carbureted. Well, yeah, uh, yeah you're talking gross versus net, but the thing is, you've got that. Shh, I'm trying, I'm trying <laughs> to pull a prove a point of lightning. It's still so it's still more the, power than you expect. Yeah. Flywheel, and so you can actually lug that engine down to about 250 RPM. Funny, it only it idles at 300 right now. It, yeah, they're rad. And then yours has the overdrive on it, and the GPW axles are, are 488 geared. So, you know, with the, with about a 30, 31-inch tire, you can just sail down the freeway at 70 miles an hour keeping up with traffic with, in that with thing. With an 80-inch wheelbase. Knocking, knocking down probably 18 MPG. And the reason I know that is because my daily driver for many years was a 71 CJ6 with 488s and a Buick 225 and a overdrive transmission. So I mean, they're uh, it's you know they're the stuff of legends. I th- I think you keep what you got until it breaks, and then you decide, okay, should I should I just rebuild or should I upgrade? But until that time comes, you know, just enjoy it as you got it. Yeah, but Holman, it's, oh, made, it's made it this far. Christian Holman is he is like me. He's going to deny it, but he can't leave well enough alone. He no, is I've already going said to that's true. Yeah, yeah. I've already said well, you're going you know to yeah. upgrade the seats. I, I, Oh, you have to you have to upgrade the seats. The seats the seats won't last. They were kind of horrible. Yeah, you got to do the seats, but I'm going to do a same a a similar style of seats. So there's that. I'm taking off the the platform off the back that has the uh, five uh, jerry can holders because it it ruins the departure angle, and I don't need all that gas. Yep, the swim step, as I like to call it. And then I'm going to fix the front uh, frame horns and mount the 8274 worn lower. In the uh, in the chassis, so it doesn't block as much of the radiator. How are you going to get it? To other, I don't recall anything to mount it to. Well, we're going to. Are cut, you going to create a new brace across? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, we're okay. going to do a new bumper and cross member in the front. They make frame horn replacements that are probably 18 inches long, maybe 12 inches long. That's what she said. Weld new cross members on, and then uh, we'll we'll sink the uh, 8274 in there. But I, we, it's got to get shocks. It's got to get suspension because yep. the the springs. It's basically you know as low as it's going to go. The front drive shaft basically rubs on the uh, starter right now because it's so, the the springs are so worn out. So we'll do that stuff. I'll do wheels and tires, but other than, and then maybe brakes, just to make it more roadworthy. But other than that, uh, you know, oh, and I'll I'll do the roll cage and the windshield frame. But I thought you were gonna put it on twenty four by sixteens on forty four inch tires for Day- only for Daytona for truck Daytona, meet. Yeah. I'm just gonna yeah, I'm basically just fully polished. Sure, I'm just gonna uh, <laughs> use that for that weekend. I'm gonna borrow that wheel and tire set. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And you were gonna go for uh, you're gonna do the ten lug conversion, right? So it looks like a dually. <laughs> yes, I was definitely gonna do that with the adapters <laughs> on my right. ten spline axle. Oh, oh, one lug per spline on my <laughs> axle shafts. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Would it even turn those yeah um yeah sure it would there's, yeah. there's enough gearing there hey uh christian i've got a a good one for you so you have your weird th- this is one of the things that uh people who are into this would would enjoy they is might this, know is your this fla- where you insult him and then ask him a question no no okay. no <laughs> Okay. Not, not that I only do you. You just said, <laughs> it, yeah, I know. You just said, is this a weird? And then I paused. Well, because you. you broke, you broke in. You just aren't going to let me finish, are you? Go ahead. All right. He's got the Short Star GM fuel injected V6 in it in that flat fender. But you have some weird doors, and that was sort of something that you tried to figure out. Why does yours have half doors on it? And there's kind of a story behind that, right? Yeah. So my Jeep, they did make a, a two-wheel drive Jeep in the 1950s called the. DJ dispatch Jeep and they started making DJs in 1955 and they stopped making them in 19 don't quote me 1960 or 63 or whenever it was 
And so I had seen these these Jeeps with doors before. And when I bought this thing, it was it was the internet was a baby. And so I think, you know, there wasn't a photo and I showed up and I saw the thing had doors. It was like a horror of horrors. I just wanted a regular flat fender, but I'll buy it anyway. Cause it was four hundred dollars. And uh, come to find out, That's awesome. come, to, come to find out, long story short, mine was two wheel drive when I bought it. And it's, it just, it wasn't like any other DJ I had seen. It had a different speedometer in it and it had a, a continental kit and it had like a front bumper valence. It had, it was kind of this weird mishmash of like early VJ Jeepster meets, meets flat fender with, and it, someone had already taken out the factory engine, but it had this weird beam axle and, Come to find out, mine's a 1950. Mine is a 1953, but it was one of three DJ prototypes they built in 1953. And uh, I had kind of published this in JP Magazine after I'd found out after the fact. And um, one guy said, I forget if it was him or his uncle or his dad, but he sent me a photo of my Jeep with its two sister Jeeps in a park called Hazel Park. In Michigan See? or uh, Ohio, wow. that's the Ohio. world right there. Isn't that serendipitous? Yeah. 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 Um, and in you know, I'm like, I, is that my Jeep? I don't know because it's a black and white photo, and and I start looking with a little magnifying glass. And it's like, okay, well, that's that hole there, and that's that little bump there, and you know, so it was my Jeep with its two sister uh, prototypes. And for what it's worth, you know, my built my Jeep is a uh, you know the VIN is a CJ3B uh, blank chassis. Because in uh, 53, that's what they were building. And yeah, it's just, it's a weird, quirky Jeep. And I built it kind of weird and quirky because that's how I am. But um, yeah, I mean, everyone's like, dude, dude, how could you do that? I'm like, well, first of all, I didn't know it was rare. <laughs> Second yeah. of all, you know, it was already kind of hacked up when I when I got it. So I, I would probably do the same thing again, all over again. What's it worth? Any idea? No, um, you know, the, these old Jeeps are... are you know, it's hard to say. It's worth what someone will pay for. That's but what I was going to say. This, is it's it, whatever somebody will pay because you just they're all over the map. If you look at like flat fenders are starting to get harder to find, like a nice driver. So it's they're either like overly done because somebody took it one direction and it's built for that one guy, or they're rust buckets rotting away in somebody's yard. The kind of like sort of unmolested middle ground jeeps that that don't have a lot of mods to them. Those are getting harder and harder. The ones that kind of sit in the middle there. So, I mean, yeah, what's, like, what's like that yours. Middle, that middle ground is what, like fifteen grand? No, probably mm, not. Not oh, that much. I, yeah. I don't know. I would, I, say, I, I would probably be sad if I looked because I used to trip over these things for fifteen hundred bucks all day. Yeah, long. yeah. I mean, it's definitely that fifteen hundred bucks. I think you can get a, a rusty runner that is pretty complete for five to seventy five hundred, probably, and then like a nice one that drives and is decent paint and has uh, maybe an old resto. Probably twelve five to sixteen, depending. And then, of course, you go to the full restorations like militaries. Those are up around twenty five thirty, something like that. like museum quality resto. Those guys are are pretty expensive. So it's just hard to find the the kind of the one that sort of is a driver, but not in great condition, where you can go out and have fun with it. You either have to start with something really rusty, or or find yeah. something somebody else already has. You know, for what it's worth, I think I think these old Willys and and uh, you know MBs, GPWs, these old flat fenders. They kind of turn into a calling card for the people who build. Like I, I mean, if someone looked at my my flatty, they'd probably think Christian Hazel. And if someone, you know, then John Kappa's flatty was very typical of of him and his personality. And Vern Simons and 
and you know, Sean, your old yellow one, you know, yeah, it's like you're, you're kind of yeah, you're you're pretty fastidious, and you know, your your garage is very organized, and you know that Jeep was real tight and squared away, and uh, and and you know, well polished. So yeah, I, I miss um, that Jeep, but I've also always, I mean, honestly, being inspired by the likes of. Uh, the, the Hazels, the Simons, the Kappas, the Payways of the world. It's where the, as many times as you've mentioned Colonel Mustard, not once do I recall you saying something about, boy, I wish I still had it or I shouldn't have sold it. No, I should have sold it, but I was going through, a, I think it's right around my divorce or something like that. Not, the, so, not your midlife crisis? No, no, no. It was a museum quality piece. <laughs> it was built for an executive at Jeep. It was a 51 CJ3A. And it was pristine, and we built it up in four wheeler, and did just basic stuff. And I took it to Octio Wells. Now, and when took you it to say Moab. museum quality, was it really that? It was a complete frame off. Every bolt was touched. Oh, all wow. that stuff. And but but the thing is, like, I took it to Moab. I wheeled it. I wasn't afraid to wheel it. But then I was always kind of like, it's so nice. What if something happens? And again, going back to you know, uh, Rick and Christian and Vern and Ned Bacon and um, you know Trent, all these people that I'm I'm around a lot. You know, who who love flat fenders. A lot of these guys all have these patina kappa, all have these patinaed ones where you're a little bit jealous because if you get a scratch on it, you don't really care. They're just out having fun. They're mechanically sound and super capable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this exactly. one's kind of fun because it's totally anti everything that I've ever had. Everything I've ever had is nice. I like I like clean stuff that looks good when it's in the garage and cleaned up, and I'm not afraid to use it, but I get home and I wash it down and I get it clean. This is not that. This is going to be my first foray into something that's pretty rough. Definitely rusty, and is who knows what it'll morph into over time. I think the most fun I ever had in in a, in a vehicle ever is my f- grandfather. I got in a wreck. I just had moved up to the San Fernando Valley, and I wrecked my little Honda Accord. And I had no money. I just started working for the radio station. And my grandfather says, you know what? I'll help you out. I'll buy you a car, but I'm $500 is a limit. I'm like, I don't think there is a car on the planet you can buy 500 bucks at this time. And he found a, a silver. It was silver at one time. Now it just looked like chalk. A two hundred <laughs> a Nissan 200SX. Yeah. Five-speed. Rear-wheel drive, baby. Speed. Yeah. My girlfriend at the time had so much fun with me in that car because I would hit stuff. <laughs> I would run up and down curves care. over speed bumps and b- speed blocks and like center dividers, and I didn't care. Yeah, I didn't care, and it was we were always laughing in that car because it was so ridiculous. And you remember that, yeah. And it's like these these old flat fenders, you know, whether it's a Ford or a Willis or Willys, however you uh, want to pronounce it. But you look at the videos of the Army when they're testing these things out, going over jumps. They're like four feet off the ground. <laughs> the howitzer in tow. I mean, they're so Gosh. overbuilt for what they are, and they were built from really good metal. And you, it's even the rusty ones aren't that bad. I mean, it's amazing how these things are getting to be 75, 80 years old, and they, they're still pretty solid. You know, it's it's just they're they're unbelievably stout little vehicles, and they're just fun. And when you know you drive one around, people smile. Like people just love yeah. seeing them. Well, some are laughing well, at you, not true. just with it, you. True. It, at the end of the day, they are a tool for enjoyment you know they're a tool for adventure and enjoyment and getting outdoors and and you think about any other tool you might have in your shed or your garage you're not gonna paint your shovel and pinstripe it you're not gonna polish your 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 that's uh, not true hammer you that's know? not well, true yeah. no i know i was at the uh, at the long jay beach. often polishes i was at turd. the long beach uh <laughs> motorcycle swap and there's a guy painting pinstripes on utilities like uh, knives, shovels, all kinds of crazy stuff. People do go way overboard, and then they just they end up with a bunch of things they can't use for the purpose intended. 
well, that's not this. <laughs> that's not that. Well, and that that's the main point, though, Lightning, is, you know, you can't use it for the intended purpose. And so, yeah, for me, and, and the shiny, shiny off-road vehicles have a place. And I'm not, I would never poo-poo anything that someone really derives enjoyment out of. Because if, if that's why you're doing it, more power to you. But for me, personally... You know, I would rather have something that's kind of boogered and snotty looking on the outside that I will take anywhere without fear of, you know, wanting to take a bypass as long as it's mechanically sound. You know, that's to me, that's where the beauty lies. The inherent, you know, excitement comes from in one of these vehicles is, oh, look at how that suspension's built and look at those axles and that drivetrain and, you know, uh, more than than a paint job or anything like that. Because, you know, that that's where the meat is. That's 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 where the action comes from. He cares about the heart more than the, uh, right. the skin. That's right. Oh yeah, baby. You can't do this job for this long without, you know, really really loving yeah. loving it at Trust us. Court. The the guys of us who are left at the uh, quote unquote magazine, we're we're not there for anything other than we still love what we do. That's it. You know, whether it's Christian, myself, Vern, you know, uh Brew Baker, Jared, like those of us who are left, it's 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 for the uh, the love of of all this. And stuff. if you're new to the show, four wheeler is what he's talking about. Well, yeah, the basically the truck group, you know. Uh, I mean, it goes, but it's all four wheeler now, right? Well, four wheeler is the website, but we still have sub brands. Like it's still Peterson's Four Wheel Off Road for Ultimate Adventure, and we still have our our social channels and things like that. So, um, but yeah, the the guys that are left are the real deal, and we're all people that are passionate and and you know we can learn from each other. There's Areas that I'm, you know, I specialize in that other guys don't. And there's things that Christian specializes in. Like, there's plenty of texts where I have a question about my GPW that I figured out. And I'm like, okay, Vern or Christian, who has jump ball, who, who's going to get back to me first? And these guys are just, they're the real deal. They're just full of all that knowledge. And how lucky am I to, to grab a vehicle like that and have the foremost experts, two of them, you know, I get to work with every day and and ask them about it. It's pretty. So it's pretty now, awesome. now you've you further explained to me why I want to go on UA because it's not necessarily for the the trails because I could get to those if I had on X maps. I could get to those on my own. It's the camaraderie with the experts. Yep, absolutely. You're hanging out with uh, foremost experts in off roading, and you think about it. You know, overlanding's huge now. Four Wheeler Magazine itself started overlanding back in the '70s with Turtle Expedition. And Ultimate Adventure is over 20 years old, where you're literally doing hardcore overlanding before anybody else ever touched the subject. And so the guys that are still here and the people still doing, we're, we're the ones that, that started all that. We're the ones that were the first to report on it, the first to do it, um, you know, the legacy of these brands. And so it's fun to see. I think people think it's a new thing. And then you realize that, you know, our, our staff, our guys, our, our publication has been doing it for 40 you know, years or whatever, so... Anyway, go buy Four Wheeler Magazine. Make, <laughs> yeah. keep, keep Christian keep and I around right. a little longer. Support yeah. uh, Mr. Holman and Hazel. That's right. All right. Well, Christian, thank you for bringing us up to speed. Appreciate it. We'll be keeping our eye on, uh, on Four Wheeler and uh, all the uh, the normal outlets for your video content. It's uh, yeah. unfortunate that we can't be out there with you, but we'll be following the socials to to uh, go, hey, I heard that guy on uh, the podcast. That's right. I was going to say, thanks for having me on, guys. You guys, uh, you know, it's a great it's a great show you guys put on. And it's always, as a, as a listener, fun to be on. But, uh, you know, as a guest, you guys make it so easy. Uh, really, you do a good job. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's by accident. Yeah, complete, complete <laughs> and utter accident. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right. <laughs> Thank you, Christian. Talk to you soon. You guys have a good one. All, All right, right. Later. Bye. 
All right, always awesome to have Christian on. Uh, I think we've got a few minutes left on the show. Why don't we uh, hit up some inbox? You mean read mail? Uh, yes, I do. All right. You email? Yeah. I email. Do it. We email. That's right. Everybody email. Type it up. You email. Proofread. I email. Send it. We email. Click it. Everybody email. All right, Holman, I think I'm going to go first. This one is regarding our last episode. It's from uh, our good friend Jacob Boone here. He writes to truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. Subject line, burn. Good burn on Lightning Holman at the beginning of the show. Hey, by the way, did you say that your Jeep is going to be at a show coming up in September? And then he says, uh, the only reason Mr. Whipple agreed to a tour is so he can talk at a decent hour because we interviewed him at like, what, midnight? That's probably the true. Last, the last show. Yeah. And then uh, Lightning not liking the new Lamborghini gives me the feeling he likes Chevy's new Blazer, which is, oh, which hey. is trash. Definitely get Johnny on more. All right, so we know- uh, Plus one for Johnny. That's what I'm hearing We know that. Jacob's opinion and on everything. I don't remember what I burned you at. There's just so many of them. Speaking of burns, uh, our friend Rory Connell uh, texted me and said, hey, I just listened to that podcast. I'm dying. And I said, which part? <laughs> uh, me telling uh, Lightning that he's an idiot? And Rory writes, ha basically the whole thing. <laughs> the whole show was the a big burn on me. The show yeah. was awesome. Yeah, yeah, you were on fire. And then uh, Ryan Evans writes, uh, Lightning Strike? Holman and Lightpole. I had to Google it. Question, where does Lightning Strike the least? Answer, the North and South Pole. That said, I'd advocate a project name for the F-100 if it doesn't already have one, the North Pole. I mean, this is the Truck Show podcast, and we never hear about the F-100 or the C-20 anymore, for that matter. Ryan. Does that mean he relishes the fact that the uh, the C-20 is... Not yours? Not mine? No, that and, I, re- uh, I relish in that fact. You relish that. I still want my dollar back. You're up. Do you want your dollar back? You're up. I'll give you a dollar back. How about you buy me a nice dinner one of these days with all the freaking money you make off I, this damn thing? I you off the uh, the truck? Oh, off this show? Oh, Jesus! Just read the next uh, email, all right? I'll buy you in and out afterwards. I might take you up on that. Okay. You or you gonna get a uh, double double with uh, fries, animal style? Uh, no, number two, animal style fries, well done, animal style, Dr Pepper. New Bronco only, soft top, question mark, from uh, Corey Murphy. Hey, Lightning and Holman, it's Corey, who used to have the Shelby Dakota from West Virginia. Still listening, and y'all are five stars. Five star review! Five stars! Oh, you know what? Actually, no, I should have played this one. Congratulations. You have earned five stars. Anyway, spotted the shipment of Broncos in Maryland leaving the gym. Wait, the Broncos were leaving the gym, or Corey was leaving the gym? And it appears that not one of them has a hard top. Hmm. Yep, seems like, uh, as as uh, previously reported, uh, you're not getting your Bronco anytime soon. Yeah. He says, that something tells me that Ford put the stop to sending out leaky tops on their new Halo SUV. Just thought of you guys when I saw it. Good luck with Lockjaw and the odd Ford. And here is his photo of many, many Broncos, none with a hard top. All right, I got one from uh, Eli Helms here. It says, not the truck show. It says, uh, dear whole milk and light beer. What? I don't, I, I, it's, I don't know. It's, it's fine. Take, I mean, I like Jabuli. Taking off a life. Jabuli and, and yeah. Holman was way better in this whole milk and light beer crap. Um, it's a weird combination, <laughs> kind of like us on the show. Uh, I'm writing this email to let you know your podcast is incorrectly named. I say this because you do not talk about trucks. Most of your content is about pickups and not trucks. 
I've been listening to your back catalog and I've not heard one episode about a Kenworth, a Peterbilt, a Mac, or hell, even a Volvo. You see, in my redneck of the woods, western South Dakota, these are trucks. Everything else you talk about are pickups to us. In all seriousness, I love your podcast. I came for the Finnegan content, stayed for the stories and the goofy jingles. Like I said previous, I have been trying to get caught up and be one of the listeners that has heard them all. It's fun to hear you get all excited about something that happened like two years ago. That's all old at this <laughs> point, but but was new and innovative at the time. I currently own a 03 Dodge Cummins, hashtag the G is silent, or as we like to say, the Jizzalant. Uh, 86 CJ7 and a 98 F-150 that doesn't currently run. I was a former owner of an 86 Nissan D21, or hard body as everybody calls them. One of my biggest regrets is selling that pickup. I did sell it back to the previous owner's son, so it wasn't all bad. I'm looking for a small pickup to replace that one. I ranch part-time for a living with my dad, and having a small 4x4 pickup is pretty useful. Even two-wheel drive pickups are pretty useful. My dad has two Ford Couriers that were ranch pickups in the past. He, they're all in caps. So I'm, yeah, I mean, no, I right get ahead. it. I get it. So my question is, what do you think is one of the best used mid-sized pickups for the money? Kind of leaning toward Nissan Frontier. For some reason, I just like the buy style, even though I'm a lifelong Ford guy. Keep up the good work. Mounter those parameters. Mounter parameters! Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. And five stars. Five star review! Five stars! That's uh, Sincerely Eli Helms, a.k.a. Wandering underscore Hereford on Instagram. And I would say, yes, um, you're looking for a midsize pickup on the used car market. I would definitely suggest the Nissan Frontier. And that's not just because that they're a sponsor. I honestly mean that. I think it's one of the most underrated trucks that's out there. You get uh, all the stuff you get from the Tacoma, and actually you get a box frame and a bunch of other goodies. Dude, the prices on the, the on Tacomas are things, insane. Yeah. They have not been uh, jacked with. You can get a- you, you can get a decent Frontier. They have better brakes. They, uh, you know, that old four liter V6 is super rugged, obviously- they're dependable trucks, really reliable, and they don't have the Toyota tax, um, you know, so you can get it for quite a bit of a discount for almost the same truck. Similar size, similar capability. Uh, if you get a Pro 4X or what used to be called the off-road Nismo package, or the, sorry, I guess Nismo off-road, uh, you get Bilstein shocks, full skid plating, electronic rear locker. I think uh, it's like 32.8 or 33-inch tires, uh, tow hooks. I mean, it's a great truck for the money. Colby White says, attention, lightning. Hey, you need the no- God, no, from the office for truck news. That is all. <laughs> okay. All Thank right. you, Colby. I'll uh, look that one up. <laughs> Our buddy Bart Harkey from uh, from Georgia Metal Fab uh, said, glad you got to see me <laughs> on his email. Had a great time at your meetup at Four Sons. It was really awesome to meet you too and some of Holman's family. I wish I had more time in the area to see more of the auto-related attractions in the area. Georgia does not have quite the same amount of automotive coolness. I was just listening to the episode of Tim Miller. That place sounds amazing. Holman, I totally forgot to talk guns with you. I used to shoot competitively and own a custom-built 2011 or double-stack 1911 chambered in 40. That's pretty cool. Incredible gun. I don't even know what he's saying. What does he mean? It's double-stacked. Uh, it, so a 1911 is a single stack. So in the mag well, in your magazine, the bullets are one on top of the other. Right. They're side by side in a double stack so that you can fit more uh, Oh, they go it. like- uh, Yeah. Instead yeah. of a 45, which is your typical uh, 1911, he has it in 40, which is a caliber I like to uh, carry. It's a little bit bigger than a nine, but smaller than a 45. Which one sticks less? Sticks less? Yeah, like the bu- the bullets in the uh, in the magazine. Which one binds less? Straight when they're up and down, or no, when they zigzag? You, it doesn't matter if you have a. It depends on the gun. If you have a great gun that's mechanically sound, neither one will give you problems. E- equally reliable as okay. long as it's a, a good quality piece. He says, "I'm also a big Glock fan." <laughs> um, sorry. Uh, 
I don't like the trigger reset. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Holman, if you have a local range that does bowling pin shoots or drag races, both of these uh, competitions are insanely fun. We, at Hot Rods and Hangins, they uh, occasionally do have bowling, which is awesome. So basically, it's nine millimeter, unipartner, shoot a target to get your bowling scores. And it's. Oh, uh, I've it's, seen it's, that. Before. It's that is pretty cool. fun. Yeah. yeah. He says, uh, anyway, it was great to meet you too. Lightning, just for the record, in my opinion, you don't deserve much of the crap Holman gives you, but it does crack me up. I thought it was hilarious how, as soon as you turn the microphone on, you guys just slipped into character. Keep it up. Really enjoy the technical content mixed with the right amount of jackassery. I'm uh, dreading hearing myself on the podcast. Well, he's heard it already by now, I'm sure. I know the accent is worse when recorded. Really awesome. It worked out. I'm so glad I could attend. And that's our buddy Bart Harkey, uh, owner of uh, Georgia Metal Fab out there in, uh, in Georgia. It was awesome hanging out with you. And he gets the long distance award, so that means next time he comes, we buy him a beer again. Absolutely. I'm ready for that. Uh, podcast at gmail.com is where Trevor sent this uh, Freiburger email. I saw on IG, Instagram, the Freiburger is looking to replace his 99 V10 Ram with a newer truck. You guys need to check in with him and talk about his thought process on how the search is going and his thoughts on what he's going to wind up with. Hmm. Yeah, we do need to check in with Mr. Freiburger. Uh, you figure out when we can have him on. He's super busy right now, but uh, I, I bet we can get him back. We just need him for 10 minutes. Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Uh, Sean's work is the uh, title of this one uh, from Rich Humphreys. says, uh, so we get a call at work, quote unquote, remove graffiti from wall. When we get there, we find this. We were so impressed, we cut it out of the drywall to preserve this work of art. No, it must be a penis. It looks like a Black Hawk helicopter that has been drawn 100% with penises. <laughs> oh, that's oh, wow! That, that is that is bizarre. inspiring me to up my game next time I go to your dry erase board. And look at this! Hold on, it has a paratrooper. No, a, the guy coming down it's the a, line. It's a pair of something. It's a pair of something. Yeah. Look at that! Oh, wow! It, but he has legs, which is odd. That for is, a wiener. This is even the blades are all wieners. They're all wieners. Yeah. <laughs> that is See fantastic. the missile being fired from the front. Let, let me ask you this: yeah. How often does someone text you or, or tag you in something that's wiener related? Weekly, <laughs> <laughs> literally weekly. That's awesome. Uh, episode one eighty six from Sam Houston. Uh, just gonna leave this here. Hearing Holman whispering in my ear is not what I wanted to hear on my drive <laughs> into work Monday. Sorry, Sam. Just a little creepy like maybe i was listening to the creepy free ice cream van (laughs) podcast as opposed to the truck show podcast (laughs) it's weird it's weird Uh, but is it weirder when it's personalized hey sam over here on your left free ice cream in the van but just for you yeah, that's weird. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. strange. It was super strange when it's, uh, when it's uh, personalized, I'm sure. It's his uh, Sam's own ASMR. <laughs> uh, I had seriously considered a weekend trip to California for the uh, beer meetup, but a certain recent transaction kept me tied down in South Carolina. Uh, as always, I enjoyed the show. Thank I, you very uh, much. That I know what transaction that is. You do? Fab Four is just sold out to Warren. Oh. <gasps> Oh, wow. Yeah. That someone got a payday. Yeah. Well, someone I wonder, uh, Sam, congratulations on that deal. Yeah. I don't know what your new role is with the company or if you're still the same or whatever, but uh, write us back. We uh, Maybe it's time to have you on the show and yeah, talk absolutely. about that. Absolutely. Truckshowpodcast cool. at gmail.com. By the way, is, what? I was going to say, uh, Warren's been buying up everything. Factor 55, Fab Four bumpers. I mean, they're they're in buy mode right now. They should buy the Truck Show Podcast. That would be great. There's that a lot of people awesome. who are uh, in buy mode I, right I now. I think so. So, all right. Well, appreciate you. Oh, did you have one more? Are you done? Are you feeling good about it? No, we'll save that for next time, apparently. <laughs> Guess the show is done. <laughs> yes, Lightning's unilateral decision to end the show. <laughs>
the truck show, the truck show, the truck show. Whoa, whoa, whoa is what I say to Lightning when he uh, wants to uh, prematurely end the fun. God, I mean, this, you're going to rip these people off by one minute now. Dude, the show is over two hours. They're fine. I hope it. it's not. It is. Is it really? Yes, of course it's over two oh, hours. Boy. All right, you need to uh, cut some stuff. I expect an hour and 59 out of this one. No, I, I don't ever cut that way. I don't care about the time. I care about the quality. <laughs> <laughs> it's us. We're never going to have that great a quality. All right, so again, truckshowpodcast at gmail.com. We didn't get a chance to play any of your uh, phone messages, but if you want to add to the stack, we'd love to hear from you. It is a 657-205-6105. That's a five-star hotline, 657-205-6105. Five-star hotline. Leave us a message. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll play it back. And we've got some uh, great content coming up in uh, future episodes. Uh, all things that I've done recently that I can finally talk about. It should Wait. be cool. Wait, what? All things that I've done recently. I've been gone a lot, you may have noticed. I know. And I can finally start talking about some of these things. You were going to talk about something Ford-related, which you, you couldn't. Right. You were gonna, we were going to talk about so the, the, the Ford uh, crate motor that yeah. you paused us on. Okay, we should talk about that at some point. And, uh-huh. When are we like, going to change the jingle to be uh, gasoline, diesel, and electricity? We need an update. Uh, uh, no, we're Ooh. not. Right now we're not there yet. Oh, well, then stop pushing the EV stuff there, pal. Huh? Why am I pushing the EV? No, you're, it's just you're the one. Oh yeah, I'm the one. I mean, guys, if you love EVs, let me know. If you hate them, blame Lightning. I think what don't don't douchey it up like that. I think that we do a damn good job of balancing the platform. Listen, all I'm saying is there's one more thing coming to the market. We should uh, make sure that we cover that as equally well as we cover the other things. I need, and you said it was Ford. Ford. And what What is it? What is what? You said it was Ford is launching some massive something. Embargo. Oh, wait a minute. That's the Raptor R. God, I can't believe I didn't oh, think of that. Man. Do we? What do we know about it? I'm telling you, I'm leaving tomorrow to go drive it. And in the future, we can talk about it. Yes. Don't whisper to Sam. He doesn't <laughs> like it. I'm talking. I'm whispering to you. So it's just, you get to drive the Raptor R. Yes. Can you tell me what it's powered by? I haven't driven it yet. You, but I know you know. I'm not there. This is all embargoed stuff right now. Oh my god! Just no. be patient. Embargo. <sighs> I got. There's lots of stuff going on. Listen, there's there's so much stuff going on. It's it's. It's insanity. Dick, what's the deal with the deal? Are we dealing? We're dealing. Dave, it's a deal with Don, Dork, and Dick. Dork, it's a deal with Dave, Dick, and Dave. Don, it's a Dork with Dick, Dave, and Dave. Gotta go, Dave. Disconnecting. Gotta go, Dick. Disconnecting. Gotta go, Dan. Disconnecting. Come on. Share. Just give me a, give me a nug. Just give me a little nug. There is going to be a V8 engine. What? But we've talked about that. I you... know, but I didn't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking, here's my eyes. They're welling up. They're going to have 37-inch tires. Oh, my God. From the factory. So what you're saying is don't order that F-150 yet. <laughs> Jeez. You're not. No. Why? Because <laughs> you think you're all of a sudden going to order a Raptor? I'm just saying. You are talking about I can't afford anything over 50 grand. I'm just saying that I might be willing to strip tease uh, at what a Las Vegas club to earn some extra cash. God, nobody's going to pay you anything. <laughs> uh, at LBC Lightning, if you want to see those... Weird videos that he posts. What? Is, what? 
Are you on what, uh, what weird videos do I post? Are, are you on uh, Patreon yet? <laughs> so that you can or or fans only? No, it's or only, only fans. Only fans. Sorry, just no, banned no my more content. New, yeah, you say and you can't do that anymore. So <laughs> wait a minute. What? Can we end the show? No. Why? Now you got me going on on this. Ugh. This is serious. The Raptor R. Shut the front door with that. Uh, I'm, I'll shut the side door and I'll go home now. Just be patient. Have I ever let you down on the show ever? A couple of times. Okay, well, if you look in the column of you've let me down versus me letting you down, who's winning? Uh, I would say it's even. <laughs> I don't think it's no, even at it's all. Not, you not, say it's a little not, lopsided? Not even a little bit even. Come on. Just be patient. It's there's there's Listen, people need to know that there's good content coming. That's all I'm saying. Are you going to tell us about us. a release date? No, I don't know yet. I haven't been. I'm not there. Where is there? I'm not telling you. Oh God <laughs> damn it. Oh. <sighs> All right. At LBC Lightning, mm-hmm. at Sean B. Holman, at Truck. <laughs> yeah. That's if that's what you hear, that's what you hear. I don't I I give up at this point. All I do is work my butt off day after day to bring good content oh, to the do show. Do you really? Yes. Uh-huh. And I'm just I'm mince I'm mincemeat over here. Is that no, what you're saying? you you mince up the uh the edit so that it can uh plug people's ear ear holes. Oh uh, yeah. That was awful. I mean, that was they, that was awful. Yeah, I know. Listen, That's Nissan. What we do. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Nissan, for uh, being able to bring this outstanding content to a huge anticipatory audience. And also for the Pathfinder last weekend because that was uh, incredibly helpful in shuttling my family around on a quick mini vacation. And thank well, you, job to, well done. thank you to Nissan for allowing us to uh, test drive the new Z coming out soon. I think that's fair. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good. Sure. Right. I was, that was a presumptive close. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll totally buy it. Dan Pass is listening right now. We, he's got our back. Okay. Good. He's got my back anyway. Oh, and but what about when I'm on your back? I want. Does he have my back? No. Oh no. He's then you're just a monkey on the back. Yeah. Hey, uh, I can't talk about that yet either. Wait, what? Yeah, what? no, I can't even mention it. What? No. Embargo. I had a phone call where they said we need you to see some stuff, and you can talk about it later. And I'll talk about it later. I'm just saying there's good stuff coming. It's going to be a great year. We're going to end this year strong, my friend. End this year strong. All right. Uh, if you're like me and you've got an old pile that is uh, barely running, head on over to AutoZone where you can uh, pick up a pile of Duralas parts with every paycheck uh, like I have. It's not and, a pile. It's a shopping cart full. Uh, it's actually a hand basket. They don't have shopping carts there. They don't? No, it's just one of those hand baskets. Yeah. Try putting one in there with a, a battery, though. It's, it's No, it's, it's that's what they yeah, need a shopping it's, cart. It's uh, I have. Uh, Are I you have, sure about that? Because I've been to an AutoZone where they had a shopping cart. Uh, not mine. Oh, mine doesn't have a shopping cart. But you know, they small. Mine's big. They do have everything that I've needed at this point, including uh, starters. Uh, not quite an alternator yet, but uh, Duralast Gold battery. Super impressed. Three year warranty. Listen, guys, Duralast makes great quality parts. I've been using them. The GPW's running because of them, and we appreciate uh, Duralast on the show. So if you need anything, they make everything from starters and alternators and struts and tools and. I mean, everything. And then they have different levels. So they've got reman parts. They've got brand new gold. There are brand new parts that are yep. the gold line. And some of them are made from the same suppliers that make your OE parts. So OE or better is what they shoot for on their premium line. Head over to DuralastParts.com if you need that for your project. Those guys are going to have the parts that are going to get your uh, ride back on the road. And speaking of back on the road, when you want a uh, smooth ride that can uh, pound the pavement or pound off-road, you want to go to BillsteinShocks.com. <laughs> Check out their uh, massive online catalog where you can see that they have 8,100 direct-fit bypass and smooth body shocks for uh, JL and JT, as well as their new Toyota upper control arms, which I'm sure people uh, kind of looking out of the corner of their eye at Billstein at that one, like, hey, wait, we work together. They're, they're, what, uh, what are you doing that They're stepping on our, uh, yeah, our, our mamma jamma. Sure. 
Yeah. Do people step on Mamma Jamma? They They're stepping do. on their turf, right? Yeah, with their bad Mamma Jamma. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. When manufacturers want the best, they choose Bilstein. That includes Nissan on the Titans, on the Frontiers, the Ram TRX with the Black Hawk E-Squares, and the ESCVs on the new Ford Bronco. A lot of technology and Bilstein shocks. Can't go wrong. I'm a big fan and uh, use them on all my personal stuff. And if you want to check out the entire line, just go to Bilstein.com. And a big old inappropriate bear hug. You mean one that lingers like this podcast? <laughs> a little bit, yes. All right, uh, DZ is the uh, quality truck accessory people. They've been manufacturing truck and SUV accessories in central Iowa since 1977. Their products will get you uh, work ready with toolboxes, transfer tanks, sidesteps, and truck bed protection. And uh, weekend ready with overlanding products, roof racks, Jeep accessories, just to name a few things. You can check out their full product line at DZ.com. That's D-E-E-Z-E-E.com. Or be the first to know about new products by following them on their Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube at DZMFG. D-E-E-Z-E-E-M-F-G. I'm already there. I'm shopping for some mud flaps. All right. Maybe you should have a truck first. I was going to wear them as earrings. I am leaving. The Truck Show Podcast is a production of Motor Trend Group. This podcast was created and produced by Sean Holman and Jay Tillis with production elements by DJ Omar Khan. If you like what you've heard, please head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. And if you're a fan of the Truck Show Podcast, we encourage you to visit and patronize our sponsors. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 No!